the Essential Lions football. The TriStar Sports Radio Network is brought to you in part by Davis Heating and Cooling, Apex Bank, Browns Body Shop, Bitmark Convenience Stores, Olive's Pharmacy, Expert Landscaping, Murray Regional, Jones and Lang, Beck Dental Care, Kubota of Columbia, Right Care Clinics, Game Time, DB's Pizza, Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Sands Fence Company, Tin Pin Alley, Davis Brothers Roofing, The Garbage Man, and by Parks Motor Sales. Once again, here's Lee Maddox. And welcome again, everyone, here to Lindsey Nelson Stadium on a beautiful Friday night under the lights here at week six of the high school football season. And and uh, really glad to be back here. I'm Lee Maddox, joined with Clayton Harris and Terry Wilcox, high above the Cartwright Field in the Marion Wilhoit press box. Guys, it's great to be here again. And, and uh, you know, it, it, this is going to be what promises to be an exciting game between the 3-2 and two Columbia Central Lions and the 3-1 and one Nolansville Knights here on Senior Night, right? Yeah, and I tell you, I don't know if it can get as uh, as exciting as it was last weekend. If it is, uh, we're in store for a real treat this evening. I don't know if my heart can take uh, what we saw last week. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a really good game. This is a uh, a big game for Columbia. I mean, you can hear in the background uh, the cheering already. It's senior night. Uh, there, there's a lot of things in store here for Columbia as far as motivation for this game. Uh, last year, Columbia went to Nolensville, first time they had ever played uh, in this series, and Nolensville came out on top of that one, 28 to nothing. But this is a different Nolensville team, and this is a different Columbia team. So you're right, Lee. It's going to be an exciting night. Yeah, there's no doubt. And, uh, uh, Terry, they've got some players uh, on – well, we got both play, both players on both sides that have put up some good numbers. You know, we know what McCandless has been doing on our side, on their side. They've got a three-year starter in their quarterback for the, the, the Nolensville called Ryder Garlardi, and, and he is uh, – And he's already signed to, signed to go to college, so, you know, he'll be uh, – I forgot the Long Island University or something like that, but uh, – yeah, apparently he can throw, but what a beautiful night for football. 69 degrees yeah. at kickoff. Yeah. It's going to be a great night. So. It's perfect. Overcast, no chance, I don't think, of uh, any any precipitation here tonight. But, uh, again, uh, just it's kind of neat to see all the, the, the seniors for Columbia Central's football team have been recognized already here on the field. They're, they're at, uh, on – here at the 50-yard line, recognizing the cheerleaders, the dance team members, the band members, all of those that go into, you know, it's not just the football team that uh, participates in Friday Night Lights. We, You know, it wouldn't be nowhere near as fun without all the different organizations and the, the student organizations that are a part of this, the band, the cheerleaders, the dance team, all of those folks. And I just wanted to give a shout-out to there's 16 seniors for that are on the Columbia Central Lions football team. Brady McCandless, Shane Cobb, Roman Woodson, Stephen Kennard, DeAndre Williams, DeAndre Cathy, Demetrius McCoy, Blaine Davis, Demarcus Marlowe, Carter Sidlowski, Aaron Benson, Justin Buckman, Cecil Greer, Evan Sandman, Caden Chaka, and Laith Natty. So... Uh, those guys, you, you, you guys, Clayton, especially you, you've seen them a lot more maybe than I have, but uh, they've been here for four years for the most part and uh, contributed to the success uh, of the Columbia football team. Yeah, I tell you, I can remember when they were just uh, seventh and eighth graders at Whitthorn uh, doing the public announcing for the Tigers over the years, and uh, 
it, it, it's incredible. I, I think about Brady McCandless, who was just an itty-bitty little thing for so many years playing quarterback, and he could barely see over the center. And now you look at him, he's out there, he's about 6'2 or 3. Yeah. Uh, and then, obviously, uh, you know, I got family involved with Blaine being my cousin, and, uh, you know, it's just been incredible to see him uh, grow up over the years. And it, I tell you, it, it, what, what it really does, it makes me feel old. Yeah. No <laughs> uh, doubt. Uh, but this is a good group of kids. Uh, they've... Uh, they have uh, really represented themselves and their school and their parents very well, and uh, I'm just excited that uh, we're, we're here tonight. And, you know, most of the time senior night's done at the last game of the season uh, at home. That isn't the case here. They're going to get to play at Lindsey Nelson again, and, in fact, I hope we get to play at Lindsey Nelson in November. Yeah. That, that would be a good thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, with the way it worked out, I think they're going to honor the 2010 state championship team. Uh, that I was fortunate enough to be a part of as, as a coach uh, here uh, in the middle of October uh, when we play Stratford. So uh, they decided to make this uh, the night for the seniors, and um, as it should be, uh, they, they get the recognition that they deserve, not only on the football team, as you mentioned, Lee, but uh, from everybody in the band, cheerleaders, you name it. Um, it's their night, and uh, it's well-deserved. Yeah, there's no doubt, and yeah, it, it, it's you, you know you're happy for these seniors, but it like you said, it does make you old, but it makes you kind of sad too that uh, they've really only got one more regular season game to play here uh, in Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Yeah, you, you hate to see them go, but you know they got to grow up. So. On, on, on to bigger and better things, yeah. as they would say, and uh, yeah. yeah, listening, uh, it was neat because uh, uh, <clears throat> Principal White is over here. Uh, announcing everybody and telling uh, everyone what their future plans are and uh, you, you learn something new about each and every one of them uh, as they come across that field yeah it's been fun to watch no doubt well hopefully you know back to the game situation uh, hopefully nolensville and again nolensville's in the 4-4a region which mm-hmm. is uh, you know the same classification or the classification below columbia but they're in the same division as, as spring hill telahoma Lawrence County, um, I'm drawing a blank, but but one thing that we know that Nolensville uh, in a big showdown is is kind of looming for them next week at Telehome. Right. So let's hope they're looking forward or they're looking ahead. I, I know their coaches know better than that, but the players might think different after they saw what they did to us last year. They might think, you know, maybe you know we'll just kind of sleep over over at Columbia and get ready for Telehome next week. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see uh, the mentality uh, that they come out with. Uh, now, if they watch film last week, they're going to see that, you know what, you cannot make mistakes or they're going to make you pay for it. Columbia made Lincoln County pay for every single mistake nearly that they made. Uh, now, Columbia, you hope that these guys are going to be focused, and they will be. Uh, the seniors are going to come out extra motivated because it is their night. Uh, and so I, I would expect for them to come out firing all, on all cylinders. But uh, it's not a region game, but it is a big game. And, uh, it, you know, we're moments away. It's going to be interesting. All right. And we are getting ready. They have completed the senior night activities, getting ready for the national anthem. And uh, we did have the chance to talk with head coach Jason Hoth just before the ball game tonight. And let's go ahead and get his thoughts now about the Knights. We're joining head coach Jason Hoth here before the Nolansville night game uh, here at uh, Lindsey Nelson Stadium. 
Coach Oath, uh, you had a great victory last week, a region game. You stepped back out of the region tonight against Nolensville, but it seems like maybe your team that were here last year, and I'm sure all the coaches remember that game last year. They 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 pretty much handled the Lions last year, 28 to nothing. But uh, the win last week has got to kind of spur you on to get you excited, even though it's a non-region game. But you, you, you're still ready for this one. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, last week's win was huge for us. Being a region game last week, uh, we needed it to get to one and one. So um, hopefully that momentum from uh, our energy last week uh, will carry over into tonight's game. I uh, felt good about our week of practice. Uh, we had a good week of preparation. Um, Nolensville is a tough team, uh, one of the tougher teams we're probably going to see, even though they're a 4A school. Uh, they're, they're very well uh, coached. They're disciplined in their assignments. So it'll be a tough one tonight. And I heard you say earlier they've got a lot of seniors, even though they, they lost a lot of their offensive starters on the ball last year, from last year's team. Still 26 seniors on a team, so that's got to be of concern. Yeah, um, and most of those seniors play. Uh, one notable return from last year is their quarterback. He, he's a ball player. Uh, he did extremely well last year. He's done well in the games we've watched him so far. Um, you know, they're, uh, they're good up front on the defensive line. They have three senior starters on, on uh, the nose guard and the two defensive end spots, and uh, they're a load. Um, we're going to have to make sure we block well up front tonight uh, to handle those guys because those guys, uh, they get after it. Um, they got some weapons uh, with their running back, uh, and uh, they got a couple of receivers going to run as well. I know they're coming in at 3-1. and one. They had an off week uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, they kind of got blown out in that opening week against Brentwood, but that's a 6A school, and the other opponents, Spring Hill, Lawrence County, and Watertown, uh, you know, they handled those teams pretty good, so you got to be ready no matter what. Yeah, um, you know, Brentwood is one of those teams, they're, uh, they're a powerhouse right now, so like you said, you got to throw that game out the window, and, um, you know, hopefully uh, we can just focus on us tonight. And um, like, like we mentioned earlier, just carrying over that momentum from last week is something that's going to be huge. We've got to, uh, we've got to start out strong against a team like this. We, we've got to come out the gates. Uh, um, you know, guys, we've got to be ready. We, we can't wait around a quarter or two against a team like this. This is something uh, we've got to play four good quality quarters of football tonight. It's something we... We told our players on Monday yeah, it's going to take four quarters to beat a team like this, so we're going to have to do it. And I know you, you, you've worked on all year long. You, you've had the penalty bug that's kind of hit you on several games, and I know that's a, an address, something that you've tried to address as well. Yeah, it's something uh, we continue to talk about. And, um, you know, last week it was mainly the holding calls that got us uh, uh, two or three in a row that really hurt us there in the third, uh, third quarter, and it's – just going back to teaching some of the fundamentals of blocking and, uh, you know, hand placement on, on the defenders and things of that nature. So hopefully we can clean up some of those penalties uh, tonight. Well, one thing tonight is special. It's senior night. You've got 16 seniors that uh, are going to be honored. And uh, they've got another game, but that's going to be homecoming, a home game. But uh, I know you're excited because you've been with these with these players for the most part, you know, their, their entire career here at Columbia Central. Yeah, um, you know, tonight is senior night, which is a little unorthodox the way we usually do it. And the reason we're doing that, uh, we had the ACT this week in school, so we didn't want to have homecoming the same week as ACT. So we decided to go ahead and recognize our seniors tonight. Um, I love this group. You know, I've got a great group of seniors here. Um, they've really grown into some good leaders uh, this, this year. Some vocal leadership has come out. 
which we haven't had in a while. So uh, I'm excited to watch these kids play tonight. Hopefully they can uh, leave it all in the field and, and make it a memorable one tonight. I know they're they're ready for it. And Team 107, those seniors are a big part of this Team 107. So good luck against the Knights tonight. Thank you. I appreciate it. And that's comments from head coach Jason Hoth tonight in, in, in preparation for his battle of the Columbia Central Lions as they host the Nolansville Knights tonight. And uh, the captains are at midfield, and uh, Nolansville has won the toss and decided to defer, so Columbia will get the ball first. So, Clayton, uh, really, when you look at uh, Nolansville warming up and you look what they've done in this year and what they have done in the last couple of years. They're a well-coached team. Paul Derrick is their, their head coach, and they have just, uh, you know, they they went all the way to the state semifinals last year That's in right. 4A. So they, they went 11-3 last year and had a good year. And, again, they had a lot of seniors to, or a lot of starters to uh, depart on defense, but their offense is behind that three-year starter of their quarterback. Yes, uh, the good news for us is that our defense is, is our strength, uh, and it has been so far this year. Uh, so that that you hope you can use that to combat their offense and, and our offense. You know, last week we had a good performance, although you know we did get the ball to, twice early in the game on the short end of the field. But we were able to take advantage of that, and I think that's the key. They were able to cash in on those opportunities, and they're going to have to do the same thing again here tonight. I know Nolan's was a 4A team, but I'm telling you, in a couple of years, they're going to be a 5A team. That's the area that continues to grow. And you look at the number of kids they have, you see why. They, they have a big roster. Uh, and as you mentioned, Lee, they're a well-coached football team. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, and they're in that division, again, with Tullahoma, Marshall County, Spring Hill, and 4-4A. So uh, a, a very strong and competitive division that they've got. One of their running backs uh, against Lawrence County last week, Samson Johnson, he ran the ball for, I'm thinking, like 250 yards, you know, rushing last week. So we got to be ready for him. we got to be ready for that quarterback. So uh, hopefully our guys are going to get ready. And we've had a couple of, as the Columbia Lions now race on to the field to get ready for this battle against the Knights. But, you know, hopefully we're going to carry on what we had got started last week. We did take advantage of those turnovers, and that's part of the game. you got to do that. To, if you're going to be successful, uh, and and let's pick up where we left off last last week on our offense, Justin Buckman, that transfer senior running back for Columbia, came in and rushed very well for the Lions, 93 yards on the ground, and uh, Stephen Kennard, this another senior that had another great game, another catch. He's got 11 catches now for right, just right at 199 yards, 200 yards, 18 yards a catch. And three TDs is what Kennard is doing for us. So we really need them, especially our seniors, to, uh, you know, have a good game tonight. Yeah, I tell you, if you look at Brady's stats passing yards-wise, that is more yards than either quarterback had combined last year uh, throughout the entire season. So it's a different Columbia team. Uh, if you remember a year ago, uh, uh, we went to Nolensville after the offensive coordinator change. The offense really changed a lot. Uh, and uh, now Brady is full-time quarterback for Columbia, and, and you're seeing more of a balance. And I, I tell you, it's uh, it's going to be very important for those guys to get a good start here offensively, move the ball, not necessarily have to score, but at least flip the field on this opening drive and get some confidence 
but, you know, if you add Christian Biggers to that backfield with Buckman, that's a very deadly combination. Uh, and, and not only that, you failed to mention, Lee, that your son Lewis is going to be back tonight. And now you got the five offensive linemen that you want in the game in the positions that you want them. Lewis is going to go back to center, yep. and you might have the rest of the offensive line there. I think Carter's going to be at right guard. He is. He is. And uh, DeAndre Mathers, or the sophomore who was in at guard last week, has got a concussion from last week's game, so he is out this game. But, yeah, Lewis is back in at center. Carter at right guard. Uh, Eli Height at uh, left tackle. At left tackle. And Jordan Brooks at left tackle. And right tackle is Tylen um, uh, Tylen, uh, Odin. Yeah, Tylen is going to be back in at right tackle. So that's the line that we want. And Biggers, you know, after not playing last week, is expected to see some action tonight. So let's hope that uh, him uh, not playing last week has got a little fire under him and uh, he, he'll get things started. So we're ready to get started here as uh, the uh, Nolansville Knights are kicking off to the Columbia Lions. And there's the kick. And Roman Woodson's going to take it at his six-yard line. He's out to the over the 20-yard line, over the 25, up to the 27s where they'll mark him down. And that's where Columbia will begin first and 10 as they're moving right to left on your radio dial. And Brady McCandless brings out his team, the senior, and uh, Stephen Kennard, his wide receiver. And uh, it looks like Justin Buckman is in there at tailback at the moment. So Got the black jerseys back tonight with the purple pants. That's right. That's right. So here's here's McCandless in the gun. Ball at the 27-yard line, first and 10 for the Lions. And a handoff to Buckman around the left side. He gets around the, around the corner and is dragged out of bounds and looked like a little extra activity out of bounds, but no call there. All the way up to the 33-yard line is where Buckman will get it. So a good carry on first down. Uh, about six yards, close to six yards on that play. So it'll be second and a long four here as we're just underway here at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. It's a good job by Jordan Brooks and Eli Hyde on that left side of the line there. Just an off-tackle play. So here we are, McCandless in the gun, Buckman on his right hip, three receivers to his right. Now Buckman in the motion, and he gets the quick pass out to the right flat. He's got his first down just across the line to gain at the 40, excuse me, at the 38-yard line, or maybe they're going to mark him back. Yeah, maybe a little, but regardless, it is a first down. That's going to be marked at the 30s, just past the 37-yard line of Columbia, and it is a first and 10 for Columbia. Saw so a very similar play to that last week as we started off the game, and it really kind of got Justin going, and it's a good gain right there, a gain of about five on the play, first and ten, like you said. Here's McCandless, a pitch to Buckman around the left side, coming this way on the near side of the field, and he uh, barely might might have made it back to the line. He might have lost a half a yard there, so uh, Nolensville was ready for that one, and uh, they've got some big guys up on their front line. They do making that tackle for them is one of their uh, one of their defensive front men, Tylen Nolan, and then we're going to hear Grant Reeder a lot tonight. Both seniors on that front line for Nolensville, so. Uh, actually, they're going to mark him a, a yard a loss on the play. So it's second and 11 ball at the 37-yard line. McCandless in the gun. He's handing off. No, a fake to Buckman. A pitch to a pass to Jace Hoth on the left side. So a very short gain on the pickup of about four. 
That's going to make it third and long, be third and about eight yards to go for the first. Nolensville in their white uniforms with gray pants, blue numbers, blue stripe down the middle of their helmet. But, yeah, Lee, a short yardage throw there. Big third down and seven for Columbia at their own 40-yard line. Here's McCandless with his team up to the line. Uh, need a conversion here on third down to extend this drive. He's back to pass, dropping back. He's got Kennard open. Kennard breaks one pack, one tackle, but can't get past the others, so it's going to be just short of the line to gain. So about two yards short is what they're going to mark him. Fourth, it'll make it fourth and two. They'll spot the ball at the 46-yard line of Columbia, and it looks like we're going to go into punt formation. Yeah, fourth and two, just balls on the right hash at the 46-yard line. This could be a situation where Kennard could possibly take off with it and get the first down if it's there. He likes to do a little rollout. It will be into the boundary, though, the short side of the field. So here's Kennard ready for the snap, and there it is from Blaine Davis. He gets the punt away and looks like a pretty good punt. And that ball is going to go out of bounds inside the 20 is what I'd see it. Let's see what the, how the referees call those. I'm always interested to see how they make those calls. I know. Uh, they, they, they walk up the sideline with their hand up. And well, he finally I, stops. Yeah. Now, I did call that one about right. He's going to mark it at about the 19-yard line of Nolansville. So, after a pickup of one first down, Columbia's turning it over now to Nolansville, they'll have it first and 10, 9.45 to go here in the first quarter. Ball at the 19-yard line, first and 10 for Nolansville, and here's that Ryan Gallardi with uh, all kinds of weapons at his disposal in the backfield. Looked like movement, uh, but no flag, and we're in the backfield around this Samson Johnson, and he is taken down by a host of pride of lines, and he's going to be a loss of four yards on the play. Back to the, well, maybe three yards, back to the 16 anyway. Yeah, I was looking for a flag. I saw it just the way you did. There was like some type of shift before the ball was snapped, and uh, no call there. They let it play out, but that's a good thing for Columbia. It's going to be a loss of three on the play, second down and long. Two receivers to the left here for Nolansville. Ball's on the right hash. They're in the shotgun. The key tonight, Lee, is putting pressure on him in the backfield of our defensive line, and I think we can do that against this young Offensive line in Nolansville. Our line rushed through that line right then. So here's Gallardi. He has a quick pass out to number 10, but incomplete. So that's going to bring up third and long. Shane Cobb defending on the play as Gallardi uh, was trying to get to his uh, receiver there, Ben Coggin. Well, both teams here early in third and long situations. Obviously, Nolansville in a lot longer situation than Columbia. It was in third down and 13. Tried the little little banana route pass out there to the left side of the field and nothing there so two receivers to the left one to the right one tight end to the right sure he's looking to throw here here he is in the gun and there's the snap and he's throwing deep downfield and he's got a man there he just overthrew him uh but he that uh that was the coggin kid again the receiver but he threw it 40 yards down the field but that that, uh, that is something to watch out for Uh, you know again Lincoln County did not really test our secondary last week. Our secondary did a good job when they were throwing the football, but they never really tried to go vertically down the field. That's something to keep an eye on because that kid for Nolansville is fast. So here's Nolansville facing a fourth and 13 at their 16-yard line in punt formation as their punter is 
Back to punt, and he gets it away, but not a great one as Stephen Kennard takes it on the run and gets it at the 45, and he's up inside the Nolansville 40-yard line. They're going to mark it at the 38-yard line of Nolansville, so we're in business right here. We talked about it at the opening of the broadcast. Didn't necessarily have to score on that opening drive, but at least flipped the field. We got the ball to the 46-yard line near midfield, and after a good punt by Stephen Kennard and a three-and-out, by Nolansville's offense, Columbia here on their second possession in great, great field position. That's right. That defense on that first down play kind of set the tone mm-hmm. of that drive there. So it put them in the hole. And here's that, uh, what did you Smoke, call it? Smokes that guy. <laughs> and it's a pitch to Buckman around the right side. He's looking for room. He gets around the corner, and he has picked up six or seven Coming yards. Back. But a flag is thrown behind him. So that usually indicates either a block in the back or holding. Yeah, it was a tall sweep. Uh, like you mentioned, smokes that guy. And flag's going to be thrown at around the 38-yard line. If it's a hold, that'll be, yep, it's going to be a spot foul. It's going to uh. back us up near midfield. First down's huge. We saw what happened when Nolensville lost yards on first down. They got behind the sticks. It's not what Columbia wanted there on that first play. That's going to bring it all the way back now to the Nolansville 48-yard line, and that'll make it first and 20 as the clock uh, is running now with 8.30 to go here in the first quarter. Still no score. Both teams have had the ball. This is the second possession for Columbia, and here they are again, that smokestack. And a handoff right up the middle to Biggers. Takes his first carry in a couple of games. And uh, he fights his way for amount, almost five yards on that play, or four yards anyway. So uh, a good pickup, but uh, still going to make it second in about 15, or let's call it 16 yards for a first down. So, again, Biggers coming out of that smokestack, uh, the formation with Buckman and, and – um, Biggers, again, he's out of the game now, but let's hope he can continue to contribute. Not a bad run there. Like you said, game of about four on the play. Second and 16, Columbia just needs to try to get half of this. Then you might be in two-down territory. Here's McCandless going back in the gun, but he has snowed under and a big sack here in uh, the Columbia territory all the way back to the 48-yard line is where they'll mark it. He barely got time to even back up to set to throw, and he was snowed under by a lot of Knights on the play. Yeah, just a blitz there from the left side, right between the left tackle and guard. Just too many men for protection, you know, to stop if you're Columbia. You really needed your running back there to pick up that blitz, and uh, unfortunately Brady's going to get sacked behind midfield. So third and now 26 with the 48-yard line of Columbia. Here's McCandless throwing to Blaine Davis out here in the flat in the flat left side, but uh, really actually another loss of a yard on that play. Uh-huh. So that's going to bring in the punting unit, and uh, that's unfortunate, that penalty. But just the penalties and turnovers will just kill you yeah. on that drive. It was that first that first uh, hold that uh, kind of shot this drive down. It did. And, you know, I love Blaine to death. I've said he's my cousin, but not the guy you want to go to on screen plays uh, as far as speed goes. But uh, that's all right. Still, you can pin him back deep here with a good punt. Here's Kennard with the punt. He gets it away. A pretty good punt. It's going to hit the ground and roll. Hopefully a Columbia bounce, and it is inside the 20, down to inside the 10. That ball's still rolling all the way down to the 9-yard line is where Nolansville will take over 
with uh, their at their second possession of the game, but on their now own nine yard line. So another good punt from Stephen Kennard. He's had he's had a really good year with the with the punting. I, I was just about duty. to say, Lee, you talking about improvement from game one and two? Our punting unit has gotten much better since then, and a great job there by Kennard. So here's, here's Nolansville ready to take over here at first and 10. A handoff to Samson Johnson right up the middle. He breaks a couple of tackles, but not the second and third tackle as he snowed under after about a six or seven yard pickup on there on first down. So that's going to make it second and four. They'll spot the ball now at the uh, 16 yard line of Nolansville. I tell you, very quick running back there, able to run right off the right guard and Find a hole across the 15 up to the 16. Second down and four here. Got to assume being so deep here, you might see another run or a just a little quick short pass. But if I'm Nolensville, I'm probably keeping this ball on the ground. Here's Ryder Gallardi. He's in the gun, and he's making changes there. And he's going to hand off again straight to Samson Johnson, and he's up the middle. He's got his first down, and then some out over the 30-yard line is where he'll go before he is finally brought down by the secondary of Columbia. So, uh, and Nolansville's right on the ball. They're ready to continue this drive. They're not, they're, they haven't taken a huddle yet. So, and, and expect to possibly see the same play again. Uh, you know, a lot of coaches like to run things until you can stop it. They're going to be two to the left, one to the right here, tailback in the same spot. It's first and 10 at the 30 yard line of Nolansville. There was movement, but I didn't see a flag. There, finally, I got the Illegal flag. Illegal shift. Yes. Uh, they hand off again to Samson Johnson around the left side, up over the left side, and he gets really good yardage on that carry. We've got a we got a breakdown on him, but again there was a flag on the play, and that's going to be uh, against Nolansville because of movement in their backfield. Be a five yard penalty, make it first and fifteen after the illegal shift. Ball be at the twenty five yard line. And we'll take any help we get at this point because they seem to be trying to get their running game on track, and we need to get our defenders uh, ready. You know, we're, we're still missing uh, Watson Harvey as our middle linebacker who was tore his ACL a couple of weeks ago at the Giles County game, and uh, he's not in there. Nick Butler is a linebacker, Demetrius McCoy, and uh, Shane Cobb are there as our linebackers. And here's a quick pass now from Gallardi, and, uh, but it goes nowhere as uh, Nick Butler, the first one to meet. Uh, I can't see. Yeah, number 14 was uh, siling for Nolansville. He picked up maybe a couple of yards, so that's going to make it. He was so slow yeah. after catching the ball. I mean, I, again, I don't know if that's the guy you want to throw a quick screen to <laughs> or not. Yeah. So that makes it second and 13. The ball is spotted at the Nolensville 27-yard line. Just coming up on four minutes to go here in this first quarter here in Columbia. Gallardi, a screen pass over the, his left side, but Columbia is waiting on it. Demetrius McCoy's there, and, a, and a, again, another pride of lines. They, they, they read that screen all the way around, so uh, no really maybe a couple of yards. They might give him a yard and a half at the most. That's going to make it third and 11 for Nolansville. At the ball will be spotted at the 29-yard line of the Knights. Again, penalties will kill you. 
on first down, and it's killed Nolensville right here. Columbia here's, needs a big stop. Here's Gillardy. He's getting. He's going to go down, sacked. First hit by Shane Cobb, and then Antoine Moore finishes him off. What a great play by those two defenders for the Lions, and that's going to bring up hunting formation for Nolensville. Big play there by the junior, initially by the senior Cobb, as you mentioned, Lee, and Antoine's there to clean it up. Fourth down and a mile for Nolensville. They're going to punt in Columbia. Going to have really good field position again here for drive number three. Here's the punt, and it's a pretty good one. Kennard takes it at his 42-yard line. He's up the middle across midfield, and that's where they're going to get him at about the 49 now. Oh, oh thought I saw extracurricular activity. I'm making sure oh, it's there not was. Lewis. No, no, there was, and it wasn't Lewis. <laughs> it cannot be Lewis. Okay. That is correct. <laughs> that's not allowed, all right? <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so a good return there for Stephen Kennard. He gets it back inside Nolansville territory. They'll spot it at the 48-yard line where it'll be first and 10 with two minutes, 38 seconds to go here in the first quarter. And here's Christian Biggers back in at tailback as McCandless is under center to start this series. And here's the give to Biggers. He's looking for room around the left side. He's got it. He runs over two or three of the Nolansville defenders, and they're still dragging him, trying to get him down on the ground. Never do get him on the ground. They finally push him out of bounds at the 40-yard line, so that's going to be a pickup of eight for Christian Biggers, a good pickup on first down. Give him nine. They're going to move it down to the 39, so give him nine yards. Great run there by Christian. Very patient. It was a counterplay off the left side. He waited for Blaine Davis, Eli Hyde, Jordan Brooks out there to make the blocks, and he found the crease and was able to get a great first down. And that's the key. you got to get good positive yards on first down. So here's McCandless again giving to Biggers on the right side now to go across, and he breaks one tackle, gets stopped behind the line, but he's get his, got his first down and then some, picks up about six on the play. So that's going to make it first down as they'll spot it inside the about the 34-yard line of Nolansville as the clock will continue to run now at 148 to go. No score here in this game. Here we are in the first quarter at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. He's running like he's got something to prove. He was an 1,100-yard rusher last year. He was benched last week, didn't get to play. You can tell he's wanting it tonight. Here's McCandless under center and uh, Christian Biggers in his back in the uh, tailback. And a give to Biggers again on the right side. Not as much here, but still positive yardage as uh, he picks up two or three yards on the play. That'll make it second and seven. Second and a long six, we'll call it here for the Lions as we approach one minute to go here in the first quarter. Ball spotted now at the 31-yard line of Nolansville. Well, again, good positive yards on first down. I'd keep running the ball until they can stop us. Three or four yards of carry is what you want. We'll take it. So here's McCandless under center. Biggers in his back in his backfield, but he's back to pass. He's backing up to pass, and there's a pass over to Jace Hoth, and uh, not going to be any gain there. Loss of a half a yard. Yeah, might have lost some. So uh, a quick pass as Jace Hoth gets his second completion of the night, but no, no, no yardage there, a loss on the play. It'll be third and seven. Clock still running. Not sure that they'll get this one in. Well, they'll have to. It's uh, There's about a second difference in the play clock and the uh, game clock here left in the first quarter. Well, from here, after Max Patton's uh, big field goal last week, I mean, you're not far from his field goal range, but 
It would be a long 50, about a 52-yard oh, Bad snap, bad snap, a high snap to McCandless, and McCandless, all he could do was just jump on it, land on it, and uh, that's going to make it fourth down And uh, as the first quarter comes to a close. So when we come back to begin the second quarter, it looks like Columbia will be in punting formation, unfortunately. So with that... We want to tell you that you're listening to Columbia Central Lions football here on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. This is Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. And welcome back to Lindsey Nelson Stadium as we get set to begin the second quarter here with no score still in this ball game. Uh, a lot of back and forth, three possessions now, I think, for Columbia and two for the Nolansville Knights. And it looks like we're going to be in punting formation as that last uh, that last play on third down, a high snap to McCandless. All he could do was just kind of sit on it so to take the sack. So ball spotted at the Nolansville 40-yard line. So hopefully if this punch goes through, we can get good field position or back them up deep in their field at their end of the field. And there's the punt. And that ball is going to go out of bounds. That was close to an offsides, but no, no, no flag was thrown. That was, uh, yeah, it was right down here at the end of the line. Yeah, yeah the left end. He was a full step and a half across the line. Yeah, wow. uh, the official looked official, at it and just shook his head. Yeah, started shaking his head. I, I'm not quite sure what that was about, but regardless, it's uh, still a good punt inside the 20. Nones will have it at the 15 yard line. Yep. So here we go. That's where they'll begin there. Their, their first series here in the second quarters were just underway. No score here at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Nolansville now on their third possession of the game. Here's Ryder Gillardi. He's doing a quick pass out to his right, and he's got a man there. The pickup of about six on the play, or about five yards, we'll call it, out to just over the 20-yard line, almost to the 21. So that will be a pickup of six. Just second a, and four. Just a quick screen to the slot receiver. The defender was about six to eight yards off the ball. He already got the ball and just threw a bullet out there to the uh, to the slot guy, and he was able to get positive yardage, second and four. And here's Gillardi ready for his the second down snap, and there's the snap. He's throwing again over there, the same same area. A quick pitch, a quick pass to his right. And uh, the, the receiver close to the first down. They're going to be a couple of yards short is where they'll mark, about a yard short where they'll mark it. At, so it'll be third and one at the 24-yard line. Well, they're wanting the Columbia defenders to come out and play bunk coverage because they feel like they can get around them with their speed. Columbia giving them a little cushion. Here's Gillardi handoff to Johnson up the middle, and he's got his first down and then some. And uh, he's got good yardage right up the middle there as he broke through the, the initial point of contact and just kept going until he got dragged down by... I think Leith Natty and some other uh, Shane Cobb in on that stop finally, but he gets it all the way out over the 35 to call it the 36-yard line where it'll be first and 10 for Nolansville. And they're going no huddle again. Now they're going to wait and get the call from the sideline. They go up, they try to make Columbia jump off. Then all the skill guys and the quarterback look to the sideline to get the call from the Nolansville coaching staff. So here's Gillardi, first and 10. He's looking to throw again over here on the left side, and but that play gets nowhere, no gain on the play as he completes it to Parker Price. But again, uh, the Columbia defenders are, were waiting on that play to materialize, and they stopped 
really he might might have gained a half a yard on that play. If so you second team, if you're the Columbia defensive backs and you're defending that outside receiver, they're throwing it to the slot guy. You got to make sure that you don't fall asleep. They may fake or pump fake to that slot guy and try to go over the top on the outside. Columbia's got to be aware of that. Big play here, second and long. Columbia needs to try to get a big stop here, make it a third and long. Here's Gillardi handing off to Johnson up the middle, and he is uh, he stopped in the middle, but breaks out to the outside. They're still trying to bring him down, and he's going to pick up about seven on the play before they finally do. So he doesn't get his first down, but he gets a lot closer. It's going to be third and about four on the play. They'll mark it at the Nolansville 43-yard line, where again it'll be third and three. That was Samson Johnson. He was just. Uh, moving around there, but finally uh, they held him to keep him from getting that first down. So this is a big play. He's not a big kid. He's only 5'7". He kind of gets lost behind the line. He's very good at finding the hole. Here's Johnson again up the middle, and he has got the first down just across the line to gain at the 46, 47-yard line where they'll they'll finally bring him down, and that'll make it a first and 10 as the clock is going to continue to run once they set the markers here at nine minutes 15 seconds to go here in the second quarter lindsey nelson stadium still no score between columbia central lions and the nolansville knights here comes nolansville two by two set two receivers to the right two to the left johnson in the backfield next to gillardi now he's going to send him out here's gillardi looking to throw and he's throwing deep he's got, he's got a man open coggin and natty there defending and uh, no flag no completion so very good. Yes, Gallardi underthrew him, made him slow down to try to come out and get the football, and Natty was able to catch up and really interfere with his vision of seeing the ball, and it was a great job there by Lath to, to get in get in his lane as far as seeing the football coming down the field. But, hey, we'll take it second and ten. I'll take it for sure. Second and ten here, ball at the 47-yard line of Nolansville as uh, – the Knights are shuffling in some players, trying to get the play down, and they're ready to take that snap. Gallardi, he's handing off to Johnson right up the middle, and he's got a little room, but not much, because he is going to be met by Demetrius McCoy, the linebacker for Columbia, after picking up a couple of yards, a good, strong hit and by he's down. Demetrius McCoy. <coughs> Sam- this could be big. This Samson. could be really big for uh, Nolansville. That's Samson Johnson, the Nolansville running back, is down, and uh, their trainers are out on the field tending to him. So we'll take a quick break here by telling you that this is Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. This is Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. And welcome back to Lindsey Nelson Stadium as we're beginning play again here in the second quarter. A pass from Gallardi over the middle to Coggin. And that pass is complete, or excuse me, to Parker Price. Uh, a great pickup there on second down. Looks like Price just his route right across the middle of the field. And, yep. and uh, Gallardi saw him and makes that connection and a pickup of about 20 at least on that second down play it makes it the ball now spotted at the columbia 27 yard line where it's first and 10 just gave Gallardi way too much time and allowed coggin to run that digger out across the middle of the field and he found him gain of 23 yards on the play first and 10 nolan's will knocking on the red zone door here 
deep in Columbia territory. Here's Gavardi being pressured around the left side, and he breaks through some one tackle, but not that next one. That's going to be Shane Cobb. Or excuse me, no. That is Aaron Benson taking down the Gallardi as he uh, was going to look to throw the ball again, but uh, the Columbia defenders just rushed him out of the pocket and chased him down, and it's going to be a two-yard loss there on that play. Well, we talked about pressure on that last play, and we got some right there, and it was a great job by Benson, and it's going to be a loss of three on the play, second down and 13 from the 30. You know, this is what you want if you're Columbia. No positive yards on first down or minimal yardage on first down, and Loss of three right there. Here's Gillardi handing off to his new tailback in the game, which is uh, Cameron Groves, uh, junior, 5'4", 135-pound running back, who took the place of uh, Samson Johnson, who went down earlier with that injury. And now there's a, another injury from an offensive lineman for Nolensville, who is down and whistles blown to attend to him. You thought Johnson was small. You said it, Grove, 5'4". Those guys are tough to tackle. Uh, we, we had some kids like that 10 years ago. Uh, Jerron Moore comes to mind as far as running backs that are, you know, not big in size, but they're hard to find, and, and especially when they're quick. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, we got an offensive lineman down for Nolensville who just popped up. Hard to get a number on him. Lee, you might 55 have it. is who, it, who it's who, – this set, my, my roster says it's 55, and he's uh, uh, Mason Thomas – for Nolansville, and he's on that interior line as a, a senior, 5'9", 190. Well, it's but been a, he looks heavier than 190. Oh, there, there's no doubt. Uh, you know, it's been a good drive so far for Nolansville, but it's come at a cost. They've lost their starting running back uh, at least for this series, it would appear. And now you lose a guy in the interior. Uh, that that's just not what you what you want if you're Nolansville. But again, that's part of the game. It's going to be a third and long here. From the 25, could be, could be two down territory if you're Nolansville, uh, being so deep in Columbia's territory. I'm not sure what their range is with their field goal kicker, but we'll see here after third down and seven. Six minutes, 45 seconds to go here. No score here in the second quarter as Nolansville facing again this third and eight, third and seven. They'll call it at the 25 yard line of Columbia. They're still the the hurt player just now really getting off the field. So here's Gallardi, a crucial third down, and uh, he's being pressured, and he throws the ball just a little high, way downfield inside the five-yard line, incomplete as uh, he was seeing pressure from from defenders on both sides of the ball, Antoine Moore and Shane Cobb, but... Uh, incomplete, so that's fourth down. Let's see what the Knights decide to do. Yeah, and that's the key. If you're Columbia, continue to put pressure on the quarterback, Gallardi. And like my goodness, they're going to attempt a long field goal. Yeah, they are. <coughs> Watch for the fake. Reese Miller is lining up to kick the field goal. That'll be a 43-yard attempt here as they're going to set the tee down at the 33 Yard line of Columbia. Left hash. And here's a whistle. Let's we got see. a timeout. Yep, timeout Nolensville. Timeout Nolensville. They're going to think about that, I guess, before they do it. So with timeout, we'll take a break with them. And by telling you that uh, there's no score here in the second quarter, 6.36 to go as you're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. 
Fourth and seven, and the Knights are going to go for it. Here's Gallardi back to pass. He's across, throwing across the middle. Incomplete. That ball's going to go over on downs. That was a good pass. Just couldn't handle the receiver. Just could not handle the, the reception, and that ball goes over on downs, Clayton. Yeah, a good hold. Just a, a post route uh, down to inside the 10-yard line. The receiver almost stopped running as the ball was being thrown. So when he saw it in the air, he had to try to run and catch up with it, and he kind of dove out for it. It hit him in the chest. But, man, what a cannon Gallardi has. That was a bullet right in the middle of the field, but a great stop by the Columbia defense. They're back in business, first and 10 at their own 25. And here's McCandless with uh, two receivers to his left. And in the, in the gun with Buckman on his left hip, he's going to give it to Buckman coming around the right side. And Buckman's got some room. He's over the 30. Oh, they're going to call him out of bounds. They're going to call him out of bounds at the 36-yard line, but that's going to be a 10-yard, at least an 11-yard run. It's going to be a first down for Columbia. Yeah, it's a great run. They ran it into the boundary and, unfortunately, just tried to tippy-toe his way down the sideline, but he got some chalk there, and they're going to call him out of bounds, but still a good first and 10 for Columbia. I thought after he made this turn around the sideline that he was going to be gone for a good ways, but he did step out. So here's McCandless. First and 10, pitch to Buckman around the right side, and he breaks one tackle and still on his feet, Ah. and there's another flag. They're going to get Blaine for a hold back at around the 35-yard line, it would appear. That's a shame. That's a shame because that was a more good positive yardage on that play uh, even even without the hold. So... Uh, that's going to back us up, and that's never any good. It's not. It's going to be a spot foul, so that'll put Columbia back at around the 26-yard line. Be a first and 20. Goodness gracious. First and 21 or 22. Yeah, first and 21. They'll spot it at the 25 at the – Lion 25-yard line, where it'll be first and 21. Six minutes, 10 seconds to go here in the second quarter. Here's McCandless in the gun. Buckman on his right hip. And now a timeout called by Columbia. So, again, six minutes, six seconds to go here in the second quarter. No score. Tight game here as we're coming down to the second quarter. And hopefully – Columbia can continue this drive and get some points on the board. But we're going to take a break by telling you that you're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Once again, here's Lee Maddox. And welcome back to Lindsey Nelson Stadium as we get set to go ahead and hear it first and 21 for the Lions. The ball spotted at their own 25-yard line. Here's McCandless in the gun. He's looking to throw. He's backing up, and uh, there's the pass and catch to Kennard up to the 40-yard line. Man, I just love to see that connection. This is a comeback route. Yeah, that was a, that was a great throw, great route there by Steven. A good throw by Brady. Just a deep comeback. That's going to get us back into uh, positive territory as far as uh, down and distance. It's going to be second down and about six or five yeah, pick from up the a, 40. Pick up about 15 yards on that pass play, so uh, a good connection between those two. Here it is, second and six, ball at the 40-yard line. Clock still running. Here's McCandless throwing across the middle. Jace Holt wide open. Oh, and no. the ball knocked loose. 
Jace Hoth had the catch across the middle down to the 40-yard line, but on the tackle, I mean, it just was a bang-bang, He and he got hit, knocked the ball out, and Nolensville takes over. Yeah, by the time he caught the ball, he looked up, and the safety came from the middle of the field, and it was just a good hit, and the ball comes flying out, and Nolensville's able to recover. They'll take over first and 10 at around the 38-yard line. That's unfortunate. Columbia would have had really good field position. It's a good throw by Brady. Good catch by Hoth. It was. That, that was just an unfortunate. I mean, where that defender was, it you know, was inevitable that that ball's going to come out. A, a great play on his part. So here's Gallardi, first and ten. He's throwing to a receiver all alone in the right side. But thank goodness Roman Woodson re- recovers somewhat and uh, only a five-yard pickup. What looked like to me that boy could have gone for days because he was wide open when, when he made the catch. That's right, and I tell you, Roman does such a good job of tackling guys in the open field. He uh, really gets low and is able to take those, uh, those those receivers and running backs and even the quarterbacks down by getting so low. But here we go, second down and five. Here's Gallardi, a handoff to Groves up the middle, and he's going to get his first down across midfield. Unfortunate that uh, that hole opened up there in the middle for of, of Columbia's defensive line. But it will move the chains as they'll spot the ball now at the Columbia 49-yard line. Clock is going to run now with the chain set. Four minutes, 50 seconds to go here in the second quarter. Well, don't get beat deep if you're Columbia. Still in the spread is Nolansville. Here's Gallardi. He's looking to throw, and there's the, there's the pitch and catch across the left side of the field, and the receiver's still on his feet. That's Ben Coggin, one of his go-to receivers here so far in the first half, a pickup of about 25 on that play. Yeah, you got two receivers to the left. The one receiver in the slot ran straight up field. The outside guy kind of snuck in behind him and kind of cut it off and ran a post. Good throw by Gallardi. Big play, first and 10, Nolensville marching, knocking on that red, red zone door again. Ball spotted at the 26-yard line, clock running at 4 minutes, 25 seconds to go here in the second quarter. Two receivers to his left is uh, Gallardi. Has lots of weapons at his disposal, and he, he's going to keep it himself this time, and he is not going to go anywhere as he's met by Shane Cobb and... Carter Sidlowski, sure. it looked like. Yeah, so... A good stop there, maybe a yard on the play, maybe a yard and a half, so it'll make it second and about eight, a long eight at the 25-yard line of Columbia. We need a big stop. We need a turn. We need our own turnover right here. That's right. Clock continues to run under four minutes. Each team with two timeouts. Nolensville will receive the second-half kickoff as they did defer their option to the second half. So here's Gallardi in the gun. There's the the. the, the the snap, and he's going to hand it off to Groves, who picks up about four hard yards there on that snap. So it's going to make it third and about five. So hopefully Columbia can continue to hold right here. But I'd say either they'll it's four down territory or they're in uh, field goal range now for sure. Yep, third down and about five here. Big play for the Columbia defense. Here's Gillardi. He's going to hand it off to one of his receivers in motion around this jet sweep, and he's going to be short of his first down, picks up about three yards on it. That was uh, Dylan Northcutt taking the, the pitch from Gillardi as it'll be fourth and about two to go as they'll spot it now at the 18-yard line of Columbia. So 
It looks like uh, now they're going to call timeout. They are. Just yep. make sure, folks, that, uh, you know, for the best coverage of Lions football and sports in and around Murray County, visit Southern Middle Tennessee Sports at sm-tnsports.com. We'll take a break with them and telling you that you're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Once again, here's Lee Maddox. All right, welcome back to Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Fourth and two for Nolansville, deep in Columbia territory. And it looks like they're going to go for it, Clayton. Hopefully our, hoping nobody's going to jump. They might be trying to draw us off, but here's the pitch. I mean, the run right up the middle, and he's got his first down. Groves, Gallardi just handed off uh, to Groves right up the middle, and he picks up three, four, five yards on the play. They're going to mark it down at the 13-yard line now of Columbia. Yeah, they faked the jet sweep. They handed it off up the middle, and he's able to get the first down. They're in the Columbia red zone now, first and ten. Two minutes, 45 seconds, and counting here left in the second quarter. Here's Gallardi looking to throw again, right across the middle, incomplete once again. And that ball kind of got away from him a little bit, but it looked like maybe it could have been caught. Uh, But uh, that was – well, I didn't see – I guess that was Coggin again. It was. Who was his intended receiver. That's look, look. That's who he's looking to just about all the time, and that's the matchup of Natty usually here every time. And Nolansville's had some success running the football. It's really surprising in early downs they're, they're throwing as much as they are, but we'll take it. Yeah, second and ten at the 13 of Columbia. Here's that. Nope, Gallardi's going to keep it himself up the middle, and he's got good yardage inside the five all the way down to the four-yard line. It's going to be close. So that's right at the down the yard to gain for the first down, so it'll make it third. It looks like he's going to be just a little short. It'll be third and one at the four-yard line of Columbia. you got to imagine Nolensville's not going to be in too much of a hurry here. Uh, they have one timeout left. We're down to 210 and counting. Columbia still has two timeouts left here in the first half. We need a stop right here, a turnover. A takeaway would be great. Here's right up the middle to Groves is all the way in. They keep pushing, and now they're going to call it a touchdown. So a four-yard run right up the middle on Columbia as uh, the Nolansville Knights get first blood as they go up six to nothing with one minute, 57 seconds left to go here in the second quarter at Lindsey Nelson Stadium with the point after attempt yet to come. You, you said it grows five foot four, but man, that offensive line was able to shove him across the goal line in for the touchdown. Nolensville strikes first late here in the second quarter. Reese Miller for the Knights to try the point after attempt. As they got somebody running on the field late. <laughs> Play clock still good. And uh, there's the snap, the set, kick, wow. and it is good. So that makes it 7 to nothing now with 1.57 to go here in the second quarter. As the, the Knights, again, strike first. They're up 7 to nothing over Columbia. This is Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Once again, here's Lee Maddox. Welcome back to Lindsey Nelson Stadium as the Knights are kicking off to Columbia here after that touchdown and picking it, fielding the, the catch here is Buckman 
at just inside his 30-yard line, and he's going to get up to about the 34 before the Knights take him down. And this will be Columbia's chance with one minute, 52 seconds to go, two timeouts to, to go here in the second quarter to hopefully kind of answer the, uh, the, uh, the, that touchdown drive by Nolensville. Terry, tell us about that drive. Yeah, Groves uh, took a four-yard run to score. They went nine plays, 44 yards total. Uh, I'm sorry, that's not correct. Uh, in a minute, 57. It's actually 57-yard drive after the fumble. Thank you, Terry. And here's uh, the Lions now. They're beginning this drive at their own 33-yard line. McCandless in the gun. Buckman on his right hip. McCandless looking to throw. Throwing to, to Stephen Kennard, and he breaks one tackle. Got, got the completion, and well past his first down. Uh, he throws that ball up there to where nobody else can catch it, but Kennard, and he makes the, those yards after the catch look nice. Kennard's a big receiver. He's got all, he, Typically, he has the size advantage against every team we play because of his size, and that was a good throw and catch by Brady. First and 10 Columbia. They're moving towards midfield. Here's McCandless throwing to DeAndre Williams, I believe, over there. No, who is that? He's breaking loose around the left down the left sideline, and there's a flag. Hopefully that's going to be a, a face mask. That was, uh, looked like that was number five, which would be Hidalgo. That could be a face mask, as you mentioned. If it is, it'll be a 15-yarder. But a pickup of about 20 on that, on that pass right there. So very good pickup on that. Let's hope it stands. Have you seen indication? I haven't I have not seen yet. It. I have not yet. So we're still waiting on the official on the call here. Oh, oh boy. They're, they're moving the ball back to us. Personal uh, foul. On us. A face mask face on mask. us. Oh, my goodness. So that's from the spot. Is that's that right? So to be so it's first, gonna... first and eight. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so that was from the spot. So he gained about 20 yards or just less than 20 yards on the play. So the ball is now spotted at the 49-yard line of Nolansville at 1 minute 26 seconds to go here in the second quarter. Columbia needs to get in the end zone here in this last minute and 20 seconds. And still plenty of time if you're Columbia. you still got uh, two timeouts, a minute 26 to go. You're about 30 yards away from Max Patton's range. You want to get some points here if you can on this drive. Here's McCandless in a flat pass to Buckman, and Buckman around the right side Smart and run out of bounds, stop the clock. Gets up to about the 44-yard, or they're going to call it the 45-yard line of Nolansville. So a good pickup on first down. So make it second and three with a minute 15 clock stopped here. With uh, to go in the second quarter. Stay tuned at halftime. We will have uh, new uh, Murray County uh, School Superintendent Michael Hickman on uh, for a few minutes, and then we'll send it back to the studio to J.P. Plant. So here's McCandless across the middle, and Whoa. he was looking for Blaine Davis, but Davis got turned around and nobody there, so ball falls incomplete. Thank goodness. Yes, yes. Uh, third down here for Columbia. Third and three. You can still run the ball if you want to. Um, Nolensville only one timeout left. Don't know if this is two-down territory. You don't want to give them the ball near midfield, but a big play here for the Columbia offense, trying to get some points before the end of the half. Ball at the 45-yard line of Nolensville. Minute 12 to go here in the third quarter. Three receivers to his left. McCandless in the gun with Buckman on his right hip. And there's McCandless. He's got the pass to Hidalgo 
He picks up his first down, but not much more. They'll stop the clock momentarily, uh, but they'll mark that as a first down, down to the 42-yard line of Nolansville. Let's get a play in, guys, and get on the ball. Yep, they're going to look at it. They're going to spot it. First and 10. Well, McCandless is over here on the sideline waiting to get the call from uh, Coach Tillman. Now the clock will wind under a minute now here to go in the first half. So first and 10, there goes the timeout. Columbia is going to take a timeout here as uh, 57 seconds to go here left in the first in the, in the first half as Nolansville is up 7 to nothing. But you're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Once again, here's Lee Maddox. And welcome back to Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Here's hopefully Columbia can uh, finish out this drive they've started with uh, just under two minutes to go as they started the drive. And uh, they're looking to move this ball into the end zone to kind of tie the score here against Nolansville, who is up 7 to nothing over Columbia. So here's McCandless with two receivers to his left, two to his right, Buckman on his left hip, and there's the give. What? And a drop down immediately by Buckman uh, from the defense of uh, Nolansville. I mean, it looked like they read that play all together. We were trying something a little different, but uh, just didn't quite make it. Well, you're about 20, 25 yards away from field goal range. The clock is continuing to run, 35 seconds and counting. Columbia still with one timeout left. Finally get up to the line here with 28, 27 on the play clock. Ball back to the 47, second 15. There's McCandless looking to throw. He's going deep, and he's got Hidalgo wide open, and he's down to the one-yard line. All the way to the one, Adrian Hidalgo all alone, all the way to the one-yard line. My goodness gracious. Just like they drew it up, right? Yes. And a timeout, and Columbia. Coach calls yep. timeout to stop that clock for sure to let everybody kind of catch their breath. Yes. Terry, what do you say? Yeah, I, I got a feeling we're going to see Mr. Biggers come in. Here's the thing, though. You got, you got to call. You, if, you're, if you're Columbia, two plays. you got to tell them two plays. In case you don't get in on the first one, you got to be able to, to, to run another play or plan to spike the ball. you got four opportunities here, first and goal at the one, but you got to have two plays called here. 18 you seconds. you got to have a play to try to score on this next one, and you got to have a play or a call to spike the ball if you don't get it because there's 18 seconds. You have no timeouts. I'm sure that's what the coaches are doing uh, down there on the field. They're, they're letting the guys know, okay, if you don't get in, this is what we're going to run on, on second down. And, uh, yeah, it, what, what a play. Broken coverage in the, in the defensive backfield by Nolansville. He'll all go all by himself. Don't know exactly. It wasn't no, really an overthrow. He just kind of lost his balance as he was running in towards the end zone like he lost his footing. Yeah, well, he kind of was, I mean, he, yeah, he was all alone. He just, uh, the ball was just going, and his body was going a different way. So here's the smokestack and a handoff to Biggers up the middle, and Biggers is into the end zone. Touchdown, Columbia. Yep, handed it off to Christian Biggers. Lined up in one of those fullback positions. And that's a big touchdown for Columbia with an opportunity to tie the game up here with the extra point right before the half. Really good. 
really good two-minute drive there for the for the for the Lions to hopefully tie this thing up. 12 seconds to go here left in the second quarter. So here are the Lions attempting the point after try. There's the snap, the set, the kick is good. So it's game tied. Thank goodness. Seven to seven. Columbia and 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 sent and Columbia and Nolansville tied at seven to seven with just twelve seconds to go here until halftime. We'll just keep it right here until uh, and uh, Clayton. I just can't say enough that uh, the the timing on that play. Uh, McCandless finally he he had the time to throw that ball. Hidalgo all alone way down field. Uh, Terry, I'm not sure how many yards that was. Uh, about a forty yard pass anyway, right? Yeah, it, uh, in fact, it was a. Uh, it was a 46-yard completion. They were at the 47. Yeah, Hildalgo just ran down the right hash, and nobody was there. Brady made a good throw, good catch by Hildalgo, and Christian Biggers, the junior, able to punch it in and able to tie this game up with 12 seconds to go here in the first half. That was huge. That was huge because Donesville gets the ball to start the second half. It really was. So here's uh, Max Patton to kick off. After that touchdown, and there's the kick. Going to keep it kind of somewhat on the ground, and uh, that ball's going to bounce all the way into the end zone for a touchback. So no time off the clock. we got to play defense right here for 12 seconds. Yes, we Let's do. Let's don't forget that. I hope that they're not forgetting it. We need defense. No. Go ahead, Terry. That, that play was a nine-play drive, 66 yards. Took a minute 40 of the minute 52 off the clock, and uh, it ended with Biggers with a one-yard run for the TD. Very good. Thank you, sir. Victory formation here for Nolansville, it appears. And they're, they're going to take a knee. To, yeah. They'll get the ball back to begin that second half. They'll get the kickoff from Columbia. And there goes, uh, well, we're counting it down now with five seconds. So, folks, we've got a ball game. Seven to seven. And uh, we are at halftime, and coming up at halftime, Clayton's going to have a special guest here. Yeah, that's right. Uh, New Murray County School Superintendent Michael Hickman will join us, and then we'll send him back to the studio to J.P. Plant and Coach Mike for scores from around the area. This is Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. As I travel around southern middle Tennessee and north Alabama covering local and regional sports, sometimes both me and my car need a bit of refueling. Fortunately, there's always a Quick Mart convenience store nearby. Whether it's filling up with a cup of joe or grabbing a chicken tender sandwich with all the fixes. Yep, Quick Mart convenience stores gets me and my car to the next event. Stop in on your next road trip. Quick Mart convenience stores, proudly serving Shell gasoline. This is Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. And welcome back to the Lindsey Nelson Stadium where the Columbia Lions and the Nolensville Knights are tied at seven apiece. And we are now joined up here in the Marion Wilhoy Press Box by our new Murray County School Superintendent, Michael Hickman. How's it going? It's going really well. What a great night for football. It really is. And uh, it, it really turned out to be a really nice night. We had rain over the past couple of days, but uh, things really cooled off and uh we have some really good football weather uh well mr director i guess we'll get right into it uh, obviously you're a 1990 graduate of columbia 
uh, just got hired this summer. T- tell us how things are going so far. Well, as you might expect, it's in a, a big rush, a lot happening right now with the COVID, and we're just trying to navigate through this pandemic. I tell you, when, when you first got on board, uh, and you had to deal with this being a principal last year, uh, this is something, this is uncharted territory that I don't think anybody expected or has ever had to deal with. Uh, not at all. In my entire career, this is, I've never had anything like this to happen. You know, we've had things happen throughout my career as we saw as bumps, but not anything like this. Tell us, uh, so far, with your evaluation, how would you uh, say that Murray County Schools and yourself have handled this COVID situation thus far? You know, honestly, I think we're doing a really good job. I think one of the number one things that we set out to do was make sure we were transparent to everyone, let them know what's going on, continuous updates. And, you know, if we felt like we weren't doing something well, we pivoted and we try to correct it. And just we want to make sure the citizens of Murray County know exactly what we're thinking, what's happening in the schools during this time. Now, a lot of people might not know this about you. You're still an active member in the National Guard. Is that correct? Uh, I am. I uh, got out a few years ago and had a 12-year break after I was deployed in 03 and 04. And uh, I was asked to come back in the role of instructor teaching adults, so that's what I do now. How has that helped you transition into this huge leadership role that you're in with having that experience in your background? Well, anyone in the military will tell you that uh, military gives you life skills that you can carry anywhere into any job or anything in your personal life and just management. And now with the instruction of adults, you know, that's kind of what I like to be as an instructional leader, being able at the forefront of, you know, getting into the curriculum and what we're doing at schools and understanding it and be able to give that back to, you know, the staff. You know, we mentioned that you're a 1990 graduate of Columbia Central. You know, we found out early on in one of my first interviews with you, you, you attended Spring Hill, uh, I guess it was a unit school back then. I actually had my mother as a sixth grade teacher. We won't tell those stories that we talked about off the air. Uh, but what, what is it like coming back to Murray County after being away for so long and coming into a place like Lindsey Nelson Stadium that I'm sure you spent plenty of time around uh, as, as a student? Uh, I did. And I will back up in Spring Hill, you know, I was fortunate to be there the years that they were just dominant in football pop away years yes year uh, coach gladden yes nope, that's it and then you know to come back here just to see the field some things don't change the green of the field and the white of the numbers and man it's just feels so just a lot of memories flood back every time i step onto this field speaking of athletics uh your former coach uh big uh big tennessee fan i'm i'm, I'm told uh what is your outlook of Murray County Athletics and, and where we're at and where we're going? You know, that's one of the things we want to look at at the end of the year. And first of all, we got to look at ourselves. we got to make sure that the district, are, are we giving the, the sports what they need? Are, do they have the resources? So, you know, we want to make sure we look at all of our sports, look inside at the district level, and make sure we're giving them the resources they need. Well... Before we let you go, uh, we appreciate you coming up here and doing this interview with us. Uh, I, I know the band's about to perform, which has historically been a big thing here at Columbia Central, as you well know. Uh, but tomorrow we got a little SEC football getting started up. And as I mentioned, you're a big Tennessee fan. Uh, how do you think the Vols are going to do on the road down in uh, Columbia, South Carolina against the Gamecocks? Well, I think we're going to have a, a pretty good good go at it tomorrow. You know, South Carolina's a little bit down, still trying to figure out some things. 
So this should come out as a Tennessee win, and we're just looking really good on that offensive line and that secondary. I think it's going to be a dominant performance, at least I hope so. Chances of uh, Tennessee-Florida end of the year this year, last game of the regular season, possibly could be for the SEC East. Absolutely, and I, I was talking to somebody today, and, you know, I just have that feeling this year, you know, we could do a lot of good things with the balls, and, you know, I think an, a, a true expectation is Tennessee needs to walk away this year either with a win at, against Florida, Georgia, or Alabama. This is the year. Uh, and I believe that that could easily be done. And for those out there listening, you can listen to the Vols right here on 103.7 tomorrow night. Pre-game starts at 5 p.m. Uh, as I mentioned here on 103.7, 1340 WKRM here in Columbia. Mr. Hickman, a pleasure as always. Hey, I appreciate you guys having me here. And let's uh, get Columbia Central rooting for them and let's pull this game out. That's it. It's tied 7-7 seven seven between Columbia Central Lions and the Nolensville Knights. You're listening to the TriStar Sports Radio Network. And now to the studio to J.P. Plant and Coach Mike for scores from around the area. You're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Once again, here's Lee Maddox. And welcome back, everyone, to Lindsey Nelson Stadium here as we're wrapping up halftime festivities uh, as uh, the score seven to 7-7 seven here. We've got a game here, Clayton and Terry. Terry, you've got some, some stats, the uh, first-half stats for us. Uh, absolutely, I do. For Columbia Central, uh, they had seven first downs. Uh, three penalties for a total of 36 yards. Rushing-wise, uh, Buckman uh, actually had six carries for 15 yards. Uh, Biggers had six carries for 22 yards and that one-yard TD at the end. And uh, McCandless actually got sacked once, so that counts in his rushing yard for six yards. Uh, on the passing end, uh, McCandless was 9 out of 11 for 111 yards. Receiving, uh, Buckman caught two for a total of nine. Uh, Jason Holt caught three passes for a total of 21 yards. Uh, the big one was the 18-yarder, but he did fumble on the play. Canard, uh, three passes for 35 yards. Uh, Davis only had uh, one pass, but he wound up getting sacked right at the line. And Hidalgo, Hidalgo was the big one, three receptions for 68 yards, including that big 46-yarder. If he hadn't stumbled, it would have been 47. So, so at the half, uh, again, it's 7-7. Seven to seven. Looking forward to a great second half. And now for Nolensville, I'm sorry. Nolensville had seven first downs, had one five-yard penalty. Uh, Rushing-wise, uh, Johnson uh, had seven rushes for 42 yards. Uh, Gallardi actually ran uh, four times for a total of three yards after being sacked twice. And Groves ran uh, had, the, had the TD and had four rushes for 18 yards. Uh, Passing-wise, uh, Gallardi was 8 for 13 for 64 yards. And receiving-wise, uh, Siling uh, caught one pass for two. Coggins uh, the, had, was the three receptions for 47 yards. Price had two for seven. And Northcutt had two for eight yards. So that's uh, stats at the end of the first half. Thank you, Terry. And, uh, yeah, good, good, uh, a, a good first half for Brady McCandless, 9 of 11. How many yards? That was really 111. 111 yards, 9 of 11. That was really good. So when it looks like looking across the field there on the, the Nolensville side, uh, Samson Johnson, their really talented running back, he is still uh, he's standing on his own over there, but 
no helmet. Doesn't look like he's going to play in the second half, but he's still got his he's still got his uniform on. But uh, doesn't, I don't believe he'll be back in the game. So uh, a good first half for yeah. for Columbia. It was a defensive battle, and uh, both touchdowns came within the last uh, three minutes of the first half as Nolansville was able to punch it in. Columbia able to get the football, throw that deep pass as Terry mentioned for forty six yards. Uh, to Hildalgo to set us up first and goal at the one. Columbia gets in the smokestack eye formation, hands it off to Christian Biggers, who was in the fullback position, and he's able to take it in from one yard out. And uh, Max Patton with the extra point to tie it up, 7-7. Seven seven. Nolensville gets the football here to start the second half and uh, what has been a very, very entertaining football game thus far. We expect to see the same thing here in the second half. Terry, do you have something? Okay. No, I was just going to say... Uh, to surprise to no one, Biggers carried the load. <laughs> I mean, he's a pound and pound ground and pound guy, if you will. Buckman's got more of the speed, but uh, when you know when they were that close, and uh, Biggers looked good in the first half. Uh, I mean, he they had a hard time bringing him down. He'd go right into the middle of the line, and and he he'd carry everybody three or four yards deep. So, uh, and I think he wants it after seeing what Buckman's been doing. I think uh, you got a chip on his shoulder. Absolutely. He's a junior. Last year as a sophomore, had over 1,100 yards rushing. Uh, We mentioned it. uh, Did not play last week. Was put on the bench. And uh, saw what Justin Buckman was able to do. And competition is always a good thing. Uh, And uh, you're seeing it here tonight so far. But uh, a big shout-out to Brady McCandless. By far, probably his best half of football we've seen from him. Uh, all year, very efficient in the passing game, 9 of 11, 111 yards, no interceptions, uh, and uh, th- that's what it's going to take. He's on pace for a little over 220 yards throwing the football, so uh, it'll be interesting to see what adjustments are made at the half. Uh, Columbia, I think they're going to really try to focus on, on making Nolensville more one-dimensional. Nolensville had some success running the football uh out of that shotgun they had, did a little misdirection things with uh the jet sweep where they would fake it and give it to the halfback and uh you know they're they're obviously da- dangerous passing the football uh but columbia secondary has done a pretty decent job at uh keeping them at bay so um should be a very very exciting second half i look for columbia to still continue uh to try to establish a running game because we have had big rushes and spurts. Uh, unfortunately, we had a couple come back from penalties. Um, but th- those are things that can be corrected and adjusted at the half. And uh, we're just a few minutes away from finding out uh, what they're going to be able to do. Yeah, that tight end. That, that, that you mentioned the, the Jace Hoth catch that he got and was hit immediately. And that fumble, you know, that could have turned into some more points for us there in the first half. But unfortunately, the defender hit him just at the right time, perfect position to knock the ball loose. So here we are, Max Patton kicking off from his 40-yard line. A good deep kick as uh, the Knights will take it at their five. And that's Coggin, I believe, that has that ball. And he is snowed under before he gets to the 20. So uh, good defense. Lath Natty in on the tackle, and along with several other Lions uh, down on that coverage. So they'll spot him at the 19-yard line is where they'll take over first and 10 to begin the third quarter here. All tied, 7-7. Seven to seven. We need a takeaway from defense right here. That would be big, and a great, like you said, Lee, great coverage here on the kickoff team by Columbia. Ball kicked to the five, only able to get it out to the 18. 
So here's Gillardy. He's got Groves as his tailback, and he's going to get the ball right up the middle, and Butler hits him, but after a five-yard pickup on the play, that's a little too much on first down, but... uh, and that, that same play that we had seen with uh, Samson Johnson is now, uh, Groves is now that running back for the Knights as he goes up the middle. Now second and five, they'll spot the ball at the 24-yard line of Nolensville. Yeah, and I tell you, with the backup running back in, if you're a Columbia defense, try to knock that football out. Here's Gillardy looking to throw, and he's got a man open over there in the flat, and almost maybe he does pick up the first down. That was uh, Parker Price on the reception, and let's see where they spot it. And it looks like he might be just a little short, but I'm not sure I mean, what's, what's the hold up here. Yeah, do something. Either yeah. say it's third down or measure it. They're going to measure it. They're going to take the uh, official timeout to measure the ball. It looks like he could be just a little short from the – looks of it here it's going to be officially spotted at the 29 yard line and that's about the yard to gain that he needed for his first down but again as they stretch the chains there it is going to be short by a half foot Uh, so that'll bring up third third and short third and one third and one here from the 29 yard line so a real good stop here from our defense would really help help out the situation. And here's what's disturbing to me as a former coach. They're going to line up in the shotgun, and they're going to snap that ball at least three or four yards deep into the backfield from the line of scrimmage. Do not understand why guys just don't get under center and push the quarterback forward yeah. and get the first down. Well, don't tell them what to do, coach. I, I'm not, they can't hear me. They can't hear me. <laughs> All right, so here's Gillardy, third and short as he's got – Groves there in the backfield with him in the shotgun. And they're still trying to get the play in from the sideline. Let's hope our defenders are stepping up. That's going up the middle, and he's going to get stopped. Carter Sidlowski makes the stop behind the line of scrimmage. A three-yard three loss on the play. Carter Sidlowski sliced through that defense, uh, through that offensive line, and makes a big, big third down stop. I mean, this is the, the classic example of coaches just out thinking themselves, stupid. Get under center, <laughs> fall forward and get the first down. Now, Nolensville's going to punt the ball and Columbia's going to have great field position in their first possession of the second half. And there's the punt. Not a great kick, a high one. Kennard lets it bounce at the, about the 44, 45 yard line and it's going to be marked dead or or stop dead at the 46-yard line of Columbia. That's where they'll take over. So a good, a good first series uh, on defense for the Lions as they hold the Knights to really not much. It wasn't three and out. They had gotten a. Did they get a first in that? They got, yeah, a, they, they they got, got one a, first. They got one first down. But hey, remember that play. That could be a huge play. Stop the momentum that they got it to the first down. Now Columbia with great field position at their own forty-six yard line near in midfield. Here's McCandless, and he's got uh, he's going to give it the jet sweep to Hidalgo, and it looked like a face mask and a late hit. But neither one of those are going to be called. We have uh, not gotten many of those calls this year, Lee. <laughs> well, I keep calling it. You, you notice I keep no, calling it. No, but you, you're, not, you're not wrong on it, though. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's happening, but 
uh, yeah, unfortunate there, no flag, but still positive yards on first down, which is big. Yeah, Hidalgo picks up a couple of yards on the play. Uh, they'll call it maybe three, so it'll be second and seven. And that te- technically, Terry, counts as a pass. Yes. With, a, with yep. the pitch forward. Yeah. So here it is at the 48-yard line of Columbia. McCandless in the gun. Here comes Hidalgo again, that same fake to him, and give to Biggers up the middle, and he breaks one tackle, breaks another tackle before he runs out of bounds across midfield up to the 46-yard line now of the Nolansville Knights. So it's going to make it third and about a long two for, uh, for the Lions here as the clock runs at 10 minutes, 7 seconds to go in the third quarter. McCandless brings his team to the line, needing the two yards here to continue the drive. And here he is handed off to Biggers over the right side, and Biggers pushes and forces his way across the line to gain first and 10. Columbia down to the 43-yard line of Nolensville is where they'll spot the ball. Another good push for that offensive line, and Christian Biggers just making his way through. Yeah, just an off-tackle play there to the right side of the Columbia offensive line goes Christian Biggers. Inside the 45 to the 43, a good gain there. What you needed, a first and 10. Columbia with some momentum here early to start the second half. Here's McCandless in the gun. Biggers on his left hip, and Blaine Davis comes into the backfield. But a handoff to Biggers following Blaine Davis's block, and Biggers, another good positive run, about six, seven, eight yards on the play, maybe nine. No, what am I seeing? Well, I got it wrong. About, about six, maybe. Okay, about six yards. I saw the other referee moving up the field, and I thought, well, he's really gone for something there. But, no, about six yards on the pickup, so that'll make it second and four. They'll spot it now at the 37-yard line of Nolensville. Well, Columbia continues to run towards the boundary. They like something that they see on that right side of the Nolensville defense. Here we go, second down and short. Here's McCandless, fake to Biggers. He's rolling to his right to pass, and there's the ball thrown, but out of reach of Blaine Davis over on the far sideline. So that'll be incomplete. Uh, third and four now. Clock stop with 9.27 to go. All tied here, 7-7 seven to seven in the third quarter. And Justin Buckman will check in the ball game for Columbia as Christian Biggers will come over to the Columbia bench for a breather. Probably two down territory here if you're Columbia. Don't necessarily need all four yards here. You can always go for it on fourth. But I like running the ball. We've had some success running the football. Wouldn't be a bit surprised to see Columbia go back to it here on fourth, third down and four. Buckman should be fresh, ready to go. He's going to the. He's going outside, and they a quick pass to him in the right flat, and he breaks two or three tackles all the way down to the twenty yard line of Nolensville. First and ten, where to be there for Columbia. That same we saw that in the first half a couple of times that they had success with that. That's just like him running the ball. They just throw it to him out there in the right flat. That's right. They they have him on the right hip of the quarterback they send him out in motion right down the line and they just throw a little quick pitch out to him he's able to make a man miss get upfield use his speed to get columbia in the red zone first and 10 at the nolensville 20 here's mccandless in the gun and buckman going to his left side now and a pitch and catch to blaine davis all the way inside the 10 yard line down to the seven is where or maybe they're going to mark him at the nine but still a great pickup there and a great pass and a great catch from McCandless to Davis. There goes those peas and carrots to go for you again there. That's right. A combination that we've seen since junior high school. 
but here we go. First and goal, Columbia. Ball on the left hash. Ball is spotted at the nine-yard line. First and goal. McCandless going under center this time with Buckman five yards deep right behind him. And here's the pitch. Toss sweep to Buckman around the left side, and he breaks one tackle but not that second defender comes up and helps stop Buckman here with a like a couple-yard pickup on the play. They'll mark it now at about the seven-yard line of Nolansville. Yeah, again, a run into the boundary, the short side of the field, a tall sweep to the left, able to get two yards on the play, second and goal. You know, actually, in this area, and I mentioned this before last week, when you get down this deep, it really helps the defense because it shortens the field. Columbia, though, had a lot of success here cashing in. Let's see what they do. Here's McCandless. Hand off to Buckman right up the middle, and Buckman across the five down to the one-yard line. Almost pushed into the end zone. They'll mark him at the one-yard line where it will be third and goal at the one. Good run there by Buckman right up the middle, right off Lewis. And, Same play, right? And Sidlowski's hip. Same play. Do you get just, in the gun or do you go under center? I don't know. Just run it right up the middle and that's run it. over them. You know? Let's go. Under center. Here we go. McCandless under center. Buckman five yards behind him. Davis in motion. Here's the snap. Handoff to Buckman. And Buckman is walking into the end zone. Touchdown, Columbia. As you hear the crowd... Uh, giving their approval of that touchdown play by the Columbia Lions as they take the lead for the first time tonight, 13-7, to pending the extra point attempt. Seven minutes, 11 seconds to go here in the third quarter. Great drive, Clayton. It to, was. To capitalize after holding you know, a great defensive hold to begin the second half, and they, they take advantage and go all the way down the field. Here's the, pin, here's the point after attempt, and it is good. So that makes it 14 to 7. Seven minutes, 11 seconds to go here in Columbia. With, as Columbia leads over Nolansville, you're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Once again, here's Lee Maddox. Welcome back to Lindsey Nelson Stadium as the Columbia Lions take their first drive of the third quarter and get six and seven with the extra point and now they're kicking off to Nolansville. Here's Coggin at his 10-yard line and there's a block in the back but not called. I saw a block in the back but no no flags on the play but Columbia's defenders are right there. They make it back to about the 21-yard line where the Nolansville Knights will take up their second possession here in the second half. First and 10. They'll mark it at the 24-yard line of Nolansville. Well, Columbia defense with an opportunity here to get a big stop. Terry, what was the summary of that scoring drive? Uh, it was a one-yard TD for Buckman, 10 plays, 54 yards, took 3.09 off the clock. Here's Gillardi handing off to Groves, and he is hit big time by Sidlowski and Nick Butler in the backfield just as he got the ball. A great defensive stop there on behalf of the Columbia Lions. That was Aaron Benson, excuse me, not Sidlowski. Aaron Benson and Nick Butler both met that running back just as soon as he got that ball. We talked about adjustments at halftime, and Columbia going to try to focus on stopping the run, making Nolansville one-dimensional, having to throw the football. Good job there here early in this drive. Here's Gillardi throwing on second down, and he makes the pass and catch. 
across his left side of the field. They'll pick up seven, eight on the play. That's going to make it third and about three to go for the first down. They'll mark it all the way up at the 32-yard line of Nolansville. Well, receiver is lined up wide left, and he cut inside the slot receiver who kind of was a natural pick to the defensive back, able to get a lot of yardage there, third down and short for Nolansville, ball in the left hash. So here's Nolansville trying to pick up their first down here. We need a big stop by Columbia. Here's the here's the snap, and he's going to get stopped. They hand off to Groves up the middle, thinking that play's going to work, but it did not. He got maybe one yard on the play. That makes it fourth and one. Surely they're not going to think about going for it. Boy, if I you, wish they would. If, if you do and you don't get it. I wish they would. No, there comes the punt team. Watch for the fake, though, yes, if you're Columbia. Always watch for this fake. So they're bringing in the punt team, and uh, that is Reese Miller, who is the kicker and the punter for the Knights. Fourth and one, balls at the 33-yard line. Kennard sitting back at his 35-yard line waiting on this punt. There's the snap. Punts away. A fairly good kick this time. Kennard's not going to field. Now he's going to field it. He picks it up on a bounce, and a good return for Kennard all the way up nearly to midfield. They'll mark it at the 48-yard line of Columbia, where it'll be first and 10 here with 4.59 to go here in the third quarter. Golden opportunity here for Columbia to really take control of this football game. They got great field position, as you mentioned, Lee, at the 48-yard line. Offense looked really good. A lot of balance on that last drive. A lot of success running the football. Let's see if they come back to it here first and ten. And this is going to be Buckman in on this offensive series, at least to begin with here at first and ten as three receivers to the left. Now Buckman going in motion over here to the left, and they throw to him out here in the left flat. And Buckman is going to get pushed out of bounds, only a minimal pickup on the play. I believe he did cross midfield, or they're going to mark it right at midfield. So a pickup of two on the play. It That'll looked, be second and eight. It looked like a lot more yardage than yeah. what it was because of all the running that he did, but – Still, positive yards on first down. That same play, they, they send him off in motion and a little quick pass to, to him in the, in, the, in the flat on either side. They've run that play on either side now. Here's McCandless under center at midfield. Buckman five yards deep. A pitch to Buckman around the right side. Buckman breaks around the corner. He's got daylight. He's got his first down and then some all the way down to the nearly to the 35-yard line of Nolansville. Uh, where, that may come back. Uh, Every time. I didn't see that flag. Doggone it. Carter Sidlowski making an appeal to the official, and I don't think he agrees with the call, but it looks like there's going to be a hold really way downfield. The penalty flag's at the 42-43. Holding on Columbia. And that'll be a spot foul. It's still not, it's not going to be second and 20, but it's going to be second and, again, probably about 9 or 10, actually 11. Aye, aye, aye. Doggone it. That was a great, great pickup on uh, Buckman's part. He's coming to the sideline as Buckman. Oh, meaning he's hurt? I think so. He goes just to get a trainer. He's trying to get gassed or something, maybe. The trainer's going to give him some attention as he's heading his way. But Christian Biggers, 1,100 yard rusher in the ballgame now for Columbia. Ball at the 47, McCandless. 
under center and going back to throw. He's in trouble, but he finds Jace Hoth open. Jace makes makes the catch, but only a couple of yards on the game. That's going to be third and long here, but he's back at midfield. And that could have been a late hit. That it sure legitimately could have. could have been a late hit. Yes, it sure could have. But yeah. no, no flag on the play. Well, they're working on Buckman over here on the sideline. Not really sure, maybe retaping a, a right ankle, but third and long here for Columbia. Big play. Need to try to convert this, keep moving the sticks into Nolensville territory. Third and eight. Ball is at the 50-yard line. The clock is running. Three minutes, 45 seconds to go here in the third quarter. Columbia's up 14-7 to over Nolensville here on a crucial week six game for the Lions. Long pass down to Kennard. It's complete. First down and then some. Again, that Kennard, just, he, he has that same route that he does that, what do you call it? It's a, it's a comeback route. He runs downfield about 15 yards, gets past the sticks, stops, plants his foot in the turf, comes back towards the ball, and a good throw by Brady there. Columbia converts first and 10 at the Nolensville 36. Pickup of 18 on that pitch and catch. Pitch and catch from McCandless to Kennard. Another completion for Brady and another com- another reception for Kennard. Here's McCandless under center. B- Biggers in the backfield. He's going to give it to Biggers. Biggers running right up the middle for positive yards. They still don't have him down. He maybe gets over 10 yards on that carry. He does. And another first down. They're going to stop the clock to mark those chains one more time all the way down to the 25-yard line of Nolensville. Columbia's doing a really good job of keeping Nolensville off balance here. Really good job there by Christian right off the right side of the offensive line for a first down. Here's McCandless under center, and here he is handing off to Biggers again right up the middle. Not much on this one, but it's still positive yards. About two on the carry. They'll put it at the 23-yard line of Nolensville as the clock continues to run. Two minutes, 35 seconds to go here in the third quarter. Columbia up 14-7 to over Nolensville. Well, and a good sign here for Columbia as Justin Buckman checks in the ballgame for Christian Biggers. It's going to be second down and eight. Columbia already in Max Patton's uh, range for a field goal, so some points here would be huge. So here's McCandless under center this time. Buckman five yards deep right behind him. A pitch to Buckman around the left side. Buckman turns the corner. He's got some daylight. He's down to inside the 15-yard line. They'll mark him out of bounds at about the 13, I believe, is where they'll put it. That'll be first and 10 again for the Lions. Just a tall sweep to the left to the wide side of the field this time. And Buckman behind Blaine Davis, who was lined up at the slot receiver position, able to get a good yardage on that run, putting Columbia in a good spot here late in the third. Ball at the 13. Here's that smokestack formation with Antoine Moore, Christian Biggers, and Justin Buckman. Hand off to Buckman over the right side, and he's breaking out to the right side. He's got daylight if he can make it there, and he does. Touchdown, Columbia. I caught it before they did. They did. You could see it. It was off tackle. A great run by Justin, able to get to the pylon before the defender could get him. And Columbia adds to their lead. They're up 20-7 to now, pending the extra point. I love it. I love it. What a great what a great run by Justin Buckman. He saw daylight there and he took it and he was not going to be denied no, as they touched. Not. They got a hold of him at about the one, but he was not going to be denied. That makes it 20 to 7, a minute 58 to go here in the third quarter as Max Patton 
Gets the snap, the set, the kick, and it is good. A great drive here after a great defensive stop by the Columbia Lions. A minute 58 to go, 21 to 7, as they lead over the Nolansville Knights. You're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Once again, here's Lee Maddox. Third quarter here, a minute 58 to go as Columbia ups their lead 21-7. Terry Wilcox, what was that drive summary? It was an, an eight-play, 52-yard drive, took 301 off the clock, and it ended with Buckman on a 13-yard run to the right side. Here's Max Patton kicking off to the Nolansville Knights, a good kick. It's going to be picked up at the six-yard line as he is going to be stopped. He crosses his 20 and... Just sh- football falls down, and Columbia looks like they've got it covered. At least they're saying they have. Let's see. That's no no call from the officials yet. And there it is, yeah. Columbia football at the 24-yard line. What a great coverage! That I mean, the, the last three kicks they have been on the spot here, and he was stopped cold dead, and they took that ball from him. They held him up, able to knock the ball out in Columbia, looking for the knockout punch here late in the third. Set up with great field position here at the Nolansville 24-yard line, first and ten. That offense didn't get much of a breather there, but uh, I'm sure they'll take it. Neither did the defense. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. So here we go. <clears throat> McCandless is first and 10 balls at the 24-yard line. A minute 47 to go here in the third quarter. He's under center. He fakes to Justin Buckman looking to throw all the way deep into the end zone. And that ball is, he throws it away out of the end zone looking for Stephen Kennard in, there in the end zone. So that'll make it second and 10. Can't blame Columbia there for trying to throw the ball there to try to really put in the knockout punch and get up by three scores. But, again, in great field position. They're in Max Patton's field goal range. Points here would be huge. Well, I tell you, this is really saying a lot to, to me, the, the way we've responded to this game tonight. Uh, I mean, Nolansville's got a great football team, and we're taking it to them right now. So here's McCandless under center, and Buckman, he's pitching to him to his left. Buckman's got some room. He gets five inside the 20-yard line is where he'll stop. That'll make it third and five. Where are they going to spot that? They're going to spot that ball. They're saying he's down before the 20-yard line. No, now they spot it. Okay. Down to the 19, so it'll be third and five yards, as you said, Clayton. And a minute 14 and clock counting running here in the third quarter. Columbia's up 21-7 to over Nolansville here at Lindsey Nelson Stadium in Columbia, Tennessee. I tell you, uh, Nolensville has not been able to stop that tall sweep. Columbia's done a great job blocking out on the edge. And here's Biggers into the lineup now. And it's, oh, uh, we got a, gonna, a timeout Columbia, that appears. Didn't like what they saw or didn't have the right personnel in or something or not enough men, I'm not sure. But we'll take a break with them to be telling you you're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. 53 seconds left here in the third quarter as Columbia now sets to run on third and five. Ball at the 20, 
at the 19-yard line. Handoff to Biggers up the middle, and he's got room. He's got his first down and more. He's breaking one more tackle down to the five-yard line before he's knocked out of bounds. Actually, they're going to call him out at about the eight-yard line. I thought he got further than that, but he must have stepped out on the line right there. Guess what? They went back to the tall sweep again, and it worked into the boundary. And a good job there by the Columbia offensive line to create room and space for Christian to get it inside the 10. First and goal, Columbia at the 8. Here comes that smokestack formation with Antoine Moore, Christian Biggers, and Justin Buckman lined up one right after the other, right behind Brady McCandless under center. Here's the snap. A give to Antoine Moore right up the middle, and Antoine Moore is not going to be denied either. Touchdown, Columbia. Yes. Touchdown, Columbia with 40 seconds to go. Antoine Moore took that snap as the fullback and was not going to be denied. Runs right up the middle, right over the offensive line in the middle of that line and scores his touchdown. What a great play. It was. He was the closest man to the quarterback. Right behind him was Antoine Moore, and he's able to take that ball in from eight yards out for the Columbia touchdown and what could be the knockout punch against Nolensville. There's Max Patton. The ball's down snapped, and the kick is good. That makes it 28-7 to now as Columbia exploding here in the third quarter, just opposite of what we saw last week. So let's hope we don't see what we saw last week in the fourth quarter for their team. So we just got to keep up the momentum and, and keep playing football like we're playing. So it's 28-7, to Columbia over Nolensville. 40 seconds to go here in the third quarter. We'll take a quick timeout by telling you you're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. This is Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. And the kickoff to Nolensville and uh, taken at the 10-yard line. The receiver taking it up to the 31-yard line, so not quite as good coverage on that kick as we've seen. So Nolensville will have it first and 10 at their own 31-yard line, 33 seconds to go here in the third quarter. Columbia up 28-7 to now over the Knights. Still good return uh, coverage there by Columbia. Here we go. First and 10, Nolensville at the 31. Here's Gillardi looking to throw. He's in the back, but he's going to go down. Sacked by Antoine Moore one more time. Antoine Moore breaks through on his defensive end from the right side of his line, and he is sacks. Gillardi all the way back to the 21-yard line, a 10-yard sack. Lee, I think that may have been Malik Smith, number 50. Oh, I thought it was 33. Was it was it Malik? It was Malik. Okay. I think excuse Antoine me. got back there with him, but it was excuse Malik me. who took him down. Excuse me, excuse me. Yeah, here's here's Antoine here on the left side. That came from the right side. You're right. Oh, I was ready to play some more football. That's the end of the third quarter as uh, Columbia. It's all about Columbia here in the third quarter. A great third quarter for the Lions, leading 28 to seven over the Nolensville Knights. You're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Once again, here's Lee Maddox. Starting the fourth quarter here at Lindsey Nelson Stadium as uh, Columbia off that sack by Malik Smith. Or second and 20, and he's going to go down again, or at least he, uh, Shane Cobb hits Gillardi as he throws the ball, and that's an errant throw 
there by Gallardi as he was hit again by Shane Cobb in the backfield. That'll make it incomplete third and 20 now. Ball is spotted at their Nolensville 21-yard line. Just underway here in the fourth quarter. Well, a big play here for the Columbia defense. There's no secret as to what Nolensville will try to do. Columbia get a stop here. They're going to get great field position again here around midfield with a stop here against the Knights. Gallardi in the shotgun. He's looking to throw, and he's being pressured. It's a screen pass, and he dropped it. Coggin just dropped the ball. He had a good opportunity there with the screen catch, but uh, no, no, no completion, incomplete. That makes it fourth and 20 for the Knights. Ball spotted at the 21-yard line. Kennard going back deep. Well, going back to his 50-yard line to receive this punt from the Nolensville Knights. Yeah, Columbia set to get really good field position here with, as you mentioned, Kennard just on the other side of midfield as we got an offsides against Antoine Moore. It's not going to matter. It's still going to be fourth down and 15 for Nolensville. 28-7 to the score here as Columbia leads over Nolensville here in the early goings of the fourth quarter. Both teams coming in here. Nolensville coming in 3-1, and one, Columbia 3-2. and two, And as we've said, this is a non-region game for, for both, both teams. They'll be back in region play next week. Columbia goes to Franklin County, and uh, Nolensville will go to Tullahoma. Big game next week on the road. Here's Miller to punt. He gets it away, a great punt this time. Kennard's going to let it bounce and out of bounds where it will be at the 37-yard line, I believe, is where they'll mark that ball, or at the 36-yard line of Columbia is where the Lions will take over first and 10 uh, to hopefully kind of move some clock here in this drive to get some yardage and maybe get another touchdown, but but most importantly, move this clock. That's it. Columbia just looking to seal this thing and put it away and it starts by running the ball and keeping that clock moving and holding on to the ball that's no, it no penalties smart football here's McCandless under center and is that Buckman or is that Biggers Biggers no that's that's, that's DeAndre Williams. Williams and he breaks a tackle around the right side and picks up good yardage on first down but we've got a Sidlowski is down cramp it's a cramp well, hopefully yes it is cramp thank goodness not yeah. that uh, Just thank goodness it's no worse. That's it. Yes. Exactly. Yep. It, it, it's a, it's definitely a humid night tonight. As uh, it looks like Mike Johnson's going to check in the ball game for Columbia. So that's going to make it second and about five. Second and four, we'll call it. Ball is going to be spotted at the 42-yard line as they work on uh, Carter Sidlowski there at about the 35-yard line. Just a reminder, you know, high school football is here, and TriStar Sports Radio has you covered. Join JP and a cast of dozens for the TriStar Friday Night Live. You can tune in following tonight's game for all kinds of scores from all across the southern Middle Tennessee region and beyond and hear from those that were at those games. TriStar Friday Night Live covering high school football as it happens and reactions after the lights turn off. And we always try to, you know, to remind folks uh, because that that Friday Night Light show goes on to 11 tonight and there's lots of good comments from other games, the highlights from those games. And we also try to uh, bring a few comments from Coach Hoth and maybe some of the players that we'll have on on Friday Night Lights with J.P. and the gang after this game is complete. 
Well, good news, Carter Sidlowski is going to walk off the field under his own power. Again, just cramping up. It, it is a very humid, humid night. A lot of, a lot of humidity. And uh, just Maybe a quick rest him a the quick, rest of the night. Quick update: fourth quarter down the road at Zion Christian Academy, they lead the uh, Collinwood Trojans twenty to sixteen in the fourth quarter. Good luck to the Eagles. Here's DeAndre Williams getting the pitch from Brady McCandless. He breaks a tackle around the right side, down the right sideline. He gets the first down. No. Every time I get excited, you say it's coming back. It's coming back. And and we got a new quarterback, Parker Bush, in the ballgame for Columbia. Wow. What was the call? Hold. Here it is right here, holding on Columbia. They're going to get Eli Hyde, I believe, on that call. Ah, Great-looking run by DeAndre Williams around the right side, down the right sideline. He'd picked up at least 10 on the play. Had gotten his first down, but all for naught. It's going back. It's going to be second and 12. They'll spot it all the way back at the 34-yard line of uh, Columbia as they need to get to the 47, just past the, beyond the 46-yard line for the first down. Trainers are working on Brady McCandless on the sideline. Looks like it's something on his hand. Uh, nothing serious, we hope. But Parker Bush under center, and he's going to pitch it to DeAndre Williams around the left side, and he's met at that point, but uh, still picks up three yards on the play. That'll make it third and nine. They'll spot it this time at about... 37, 38-yard line? Yes, the 38-yard line is where they'll spot it. Clock is running at 10.55 to go here in the fourth quarter. Columbia leading 28-7 over Nolansville as Parker Bush, the sophomore quarterback, gets the call from the sidelines and relaying that play to his teammates as they break the huddle and approach the line of scrimmage, and he's going to be in the shotgun this time with DeAndre Williams on his right hip, two receivers to his right, one to his left, and he's going to be throwing. He's looking to throw to his little hive over there for Sandman. Evan Sandman, the pitch to too high, and that makes up, that'll break it fourth and, fourth and 11, so... Hunting formation now coming in as Kennard goes back for the punt. So just a little high on the, yeah, on the it was. pitch Good. from uh, from Parker Bush, but uh, he had a man open. Good zip on the football. Got a good, good strong arm, uh, just unable to complete the pass there. So here's uh, the snap back to Kennard, and he's going to roll this way, and he gets the punt away. Another pretty good punt. It's not going to be, oh, a great roll for Columbia, a good roll for Columbia. They'll mark it all the way down at the 31-yard line of Nolansville. That's where they'll pick up first and 10 with 10 minutes, 17 seconds to go here in this ball game. Columbia leading 28-7. to So that drive there, just penalties kind of stop that yeah that that holding penalty was big and then uh unfortunately uh is gonna you know it it put columbia back behind the sticks but still columbia controlled this game with a little over 10 minutes to go uh, leading 28 to 7 here's gallardi faking and handing and throwing out to his right flat and a pickup of 10 yards on that pitch and catch there to number 30 that is that bryce parker i believe Yep, and that's going to be a first and ten. First, first, first down for Nolensville that I can recall here in the second half. They had one. I think they had one. Oh, an opening drive maybe? That, yeah, they had the one. 
So here the ball is spotted now at the 41-yard line of Nolansville as Columbia shifts some of their defenders in and out of the game. Gallardi calling out the play to his teammates. They hadn't been in the huddle all night. They never get in the huddle. So here he is. There's the handoff. No, he's going to keep it himself. And he breaks one tackle, but he is not going to break several other Lions who penetrated that backfield. Uh, and he's going to take a sack down back to the 40-yard line, at least a yard loss on that play. A great Great play by the defense of Columbia there. It was, and the clock continues to run, which is the most important thing here as we're closing in on nine minutes to go. Nolans will go on right to left on your radio dial. So they're going to stay in the no huddle and line up again in the shotgun. Two receivers to the left, one to the right. We need a we need a Oski here. There's the no. He's handing off to Groves again up the middle, and he gets good positive yardage there, about six on the carry up the, over the right side of that offensive line, and he's finally taken down by Aaron Benson at the 46-yard line of Nolansville. Third and five now for the for the Knights as 8.40, 8 minutes, 40 seconds to go here in this ball game, down 28-7 to seven to Columbia. Here's a quick pitch to number 14. He's going to pick up his first down. No, he's, and he got tackled but got away from that tackle somehow, spun out of that tackle, and all the way into Columbia territory down to the 36-yard line goes, um, that's Ethan Siling for the night. So first and 10, a big pickup for the Knights on third and five there. Well, Nones will try to pick up the pace here. Clock moving down towards eight minutes and counting. Here's Gillardi in the gun. Here's the snap. Fake to Groves in the middle, and he's being pressured in the backfield, and he gets away somehow. He got away out of that tackle. I'm not sure how he got away, but he gets positive yardage on that carry as he goes around the right side, a pickup of about six or seven. It's about six yards on the play. That'll make it second and four. They'll spot it at the 31-yard line or the 30, about the 30-yard line of Columbia. Well, and, and again, to keep, keep the uh... – the quarterback in the field of play there, so the clock continues to run. Seven minutes and 35 seconds to go here in the ballgame. Here's Gillardi looking to throw, and he finds a man in this left flat, and he picks up the first down and knocked out of bounds is uh, Siling Lath Natty on the tackle here. But, again, another first down, and that did stop the clock. Seven minutes, 24 seconds to go as now the clock back running. Must not have got out of bounds. But uh, stop, stop the clock it, to move the chains. But I thought he, I thought he got him out of bounds, but apparently not. So the ball is now at the 23-yard line of Columbia, Nolansville, trying to respond to three scores from Columbia here, and a quick pass over to the right and complete a pickup of five for Siling as Gallardi pitches it out to his right side over towards the Nolansville sideline. And that's not going to hurt you. Yeah, they're moving the ball, but the clock's moving as well, and that's what matters the most right here. Pick up a four on that pass, so it'll be second and six at the 19-yard line of Columbia. Here's Gillardi in the gun, looking to throw, across the middle, pass is complete, down to the 11-yard line. That'll be another first down for the Knights as they're hurrying up to the ball. 
Clock running, six minutes, 30 seconds to go here in the fourth quarter. Columbia up 28 to seven. Here's Gallardi in the shotgun, taking the pass, play stop to flag down. Finally a penalty on them, right? They've 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 only had one today for five yards, so. Make it two for 10. Illegal shift, Nolensville. So that'll back it up five to about the 16 is where it'll be spotted now to be second. Second, and, or excuse me, first and 15. And you got it, they can get a first inside the five-yard line down to the one. We need to stop them or get a turnover. That's what I'd like to see, a turnover. Well, let's see what Nolansville does here. Gillardi calling out his play to his players. There's a snap. He's looking to throw a quick pass into the end zone. And it is caught for a touchdown, Nolansville. A pretty good-looking play, just a kind of a fade route for uh, the Nolansville Knights as Gillardi just kind of took that snap and waited for his uh, receiver to clear the Right side in the right corner of the end zone. Touchdown. That makes it 28-13 with 5 minutes 54 seconds to go here in the fourth quarter. Pending the extra point attempt. And here's Miller. There's the snap, the set, the kick, and it is good. So timeout on the field. 5 minutes 54 seconds to go in the fourth quarter. Columbia, 28 Nolansville 14, you're listening to Columbia Central Alliance Football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Columbia Central Alliance Football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Once again, here's Lee Maddox. Welcome back, everyone, to Lindsey Nelson Stadium as uh, the Nolansville Knights have have cut into the lead by four to down down to 14. It's 28 to 14 as Columbia leads with five minutes 54 seconds to go after that touchdown reception by Chance Fitzgerald. And there's the onside kick try, and Columbia has recovered it at midfield. Who was that that covered it? Is that Jace Hoth? Yes, Jace Hoth covered the onside kick. So good field position. We need to run this clock out right now and get a 50-yard drive and uh, go home. Yeah, just hold on to the football here, run some clock. Uh, Nolensville still has all three timeouts, but down two possessions here this late, it's going to be tough. And it's DeAndre Williams in again still with Parker Bush. Uh, haven't seen if if McCallis has ice on his right wrist. Okay. So here's Parker Bush, the sophomore quarterback for the Columbia Lions. He's in the shotgun. He's going to hand off DeAndre Williams. He's got a little... Daylight picks up about three yards on the play, crosses midfield into uh, Nolansville territory. It's going to be marked at the 48-yard line of Nolansville. So Parker Bush seems kind of poised to to be called into action right here, and knowing that uh, Brady McCandless could is is hurt somewhat, or he's got a got ice on the wrist, as you said, so. Let's see what Mr. Bush can do here with uh, the Columbia Lions and run this clock. We're approaching five minutes to go here in the fourth quarter. He's in the gun. He's going to hand off to Williams again over the right side. Williams crosses the 45 all the way down. Looks like he's got his first down. All the way down to the 41-yard line, and that was the yard to gain for that first. 
So a great run by DeAndre Williams, the senior running back for the Columbia Lions. Uh, they're going to say just short, which is okay. We'll take it. Now timeout called by Nolansville. That's their first of three remaining with 4.49 to go here in the fourth quarter. Columbia is up 28-14, to 14, but they have the ball in good position here to hopefully get another score before this game's out and put it, put it away. So we'll take a quick break and tell you you're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Third and one and handoff to Antoine Moore and gets the first down for Columbia. And he's still on his feet. Lyman still pushing him. Now he finally goes down all the way down to the 35-yard line of Nolansville. As you can hear the public address announcer and the crowd really showing their approval on that first down run by Antoine Moore. Lined up in the smokestack formation and just a simple give to Antoine. He gets like seven or eight, ten yards on the play. Mano and Mano there with the offensive line just getting a great push against that three-man front of Nolansville and able to get the first down and one step closer to putting this game away as we approach the four-minute mark here in the fourth quarter. First and ten ball at the 34-yard line of Nolansville. Parker Bush at quarterback handoff to DeAndre Williams around the right side. Picks up a couple of yards and finally is taken down at about the 33-yard line, 32-yard line of Nolansville, where it'll be third, or no, second it, should down. Be, should, it should be second down and about eight. And is there an injury? Nolansville player is kind of shaken up on the play all the way over here on the Columbia sideline. So they're going to attend to him. It's like uh, Jackson Good, 29. Terry, did you have a recap there on that last drive by Nolansville? I sure did. Uh, it went 10 plays, uh, uh, 69 yards. It ended up with a 16-yard uh, run by Mr. Fitzgerald. It took four minutes and 23 seconds off the clock. Jackson Good, uh, the uh, injured Nolansville night player, but he is uh, walking off to the sideline on his own power. Looks like he should be okay and uh we'll resume play that still keeps the clock stopped right they don't start the right, clock they, back they, they, now they're going to restart it okay after that's he what comes off the field they restart it columbia can run this thing all the way down to about three minutes and i don't know 14 13 seconds before they have to snap it uh Nolans will still with two timeouts uh here left in the ballgame the scoreboard shows three but they just used one on that last third down that columbia had so here we are, second and nine at the ball is spotted at the 32-yard line of Nolansville. Three minutes, 20 seconds to go here in the ball game as Parker Bush brings his team up to the line. He's under center, and there's a, a give to DeAndre Williams around the left side this time. A great move, but going to come back. He's got great daylight and moving and shifting and turning all the way down to uh, about the 15-yard line, but again, a flag on the play, holding on Columbia as that ball is going to come back. And that's going to be on Carter Sidlowski again. The last two holding penalties we've gotten have, have been called on Carter, and uh, it's that was just a counter to the left, off left tackle. Carter pulled from his right guard position. White hat saw it in the backfield. It's going to make the call. It's going to be a spot foul. The 3 8 to go here in the, in the ballgame. So that brings the ball way back to the 43-yard line is where they'll spot the ball of Nolansville, and uh, the yard to gain is down to the 24 
for the first down, second and 19 as Parker Bush going to be under center this time with DeAndre Williams. Again, the tailback five yards deep, two receivers to his right. Here's Bush. A pitch to DeAndre Williams around the right side, a great block, and uh, DeAndre gets up, picks up four yards on the play before he's taken down at the 40-yard line. Maybe the 39 is where they'll mark it. Timeout, Nolans. We'll stop the clock with 2.56 to go here in the fourth. And we'll take a quick break here. It's by, it's 28-14. Columbia leads over Nolansville. The final minutes here of the ball game here at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. You're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Third and 15 here as uh, DeAndre Williams takes the pitch around the left side of the line. And, and uh, Nolansville's going to use our last timeout. Oh, okay, a timeout. Maybe we'll keep it here this time. But yeah, we can. That, that was a, uh, a, another sweep, another pitch to DeAndre Williams. And Clayton DeAndre's gotten a lot of play here in this second half. And we really hadn't – we've seen him a few times this year, but not anything like what we're seeing now. Yeah, and he's got uh, – he's very quick as well. He reminds me a lot of Buckman with his speed out on the edge. And uh, we mentioned it. Columbia's ran that tall sweep all night long. And uh, it's been successful. They've gotten a lot of yardage out of that. Now, you're looking at fourth down and eight here. The ball is currently at the 32. It would be a 49-yard field goal if they were to attempt one. I would suspect that Columbia will try to run this ball again or maybe even let Parker try to uh, make a pass attempt, get the first down, and put this game away. You wouldn't try to pin them back deep with a little short kick, a pooch kick, huh? Well, you Here's the thing. You're at the 32. If you punt it into the end zone, you're looking at only 12-yard difference. If you run the ball here, you can get it inside the 30, you would think. And, and you know. Maybe we can break. Yeah. You know, it, it'll be interesting to see. I think Columbia, though, offensively is going to just go ahead and go for this. Up 14 points with 420, or 248 to go here in the ballgame. So here we go after the timeout. Is that their last timeout? That's it. There are no more timeouts for Nolansville, so they won't be able to stop the clock other than out-of-bounds play or penalties or turnovers. Uh, so here we go. Here's Parker Bush under center. He's going to fake it to DeAndre Williams. He's looking to throw the ball, and there's a man wide open. It's Blaine Davis. He makes the catch at the 30, and he's going to go down. He. He juggled it there for a minute. If he hadn't juggled that ball, he probably could have had some room to run. Yeah, and if Parker could have got it to him just a little quicker, uh, he, he was wide open there on the right side of the field in front of the Columbia bench. As, uh, Lewis is going to come off the field a little gimpy there, but hopefully he's okay. Hey, there at the 25-yard line. But uh, still, ball inside the 30, and it looks like Nolensville's going to go 73 yards for pay dirt here and get an onside kick. So uh, they got their work cut out for them. Columbia's defense here can play a little prevent and keep everything in front of them. That's that's the key. We need a big turnover, a big stop right here as uh, Ryder Gallardi now looking to throw, and he's back to throw. He makes the pitch and catch. They're going to pick up about five on the play, or maybe they're going to give him, oh, oh another flag. Come on. come on. Didn't stop on the whistle, and that's going to be 15 more. So a pitch and catch there from Gallardi to his receiver. Uh, couldn't see who that was. Uh, I'm not sure if that I was. I think that was Fitzgerald again. Was that Fitzgerald? And so a pickup of about five or six yards on the play, but then it looked like the Columbia defenders were bringing him down, 
but uh, they said brought him down too hard and and, and too after late. the whistle. Yep. Yeah. So all the way to midfield now is first and ten is where they'll spot it for Nolansville with 2.26 to go here in the fourth quarter. Columbia's up 28-14. to 14. Here's Gillardi in the all-out blitz, and he's going down. Big sack by the Columbia Lions, Antoine Moore, Shane Cobb, and Aaron Benson in on that. They all came on that play. There was no stopping the Lions defense there as they broke through the line of Nolansville. And Gillardi, Ten yard loss on that play. Gillardi goes down quick. Here's Gillardi quickly on the line and a pass and catch here to uh, his receiver number four. Oh no, there's another late oh. hit. Oh, stupid. We had a late hit, had the guy stop That's basically on stupid. a 10 yard pickup. Dylan, Dylan Northcutt uh, and didn't see who made the hit. I think it was Cordell. Yeah. Isaiah Cordell for the, for the that, Lions. There's no need for it. Mm. That's going to be another automatic first down after a great stop uh, for the Lions in that sack on Gillardi. So that's going to make it all the way down to the 35-yard line of Columbia is where it'll be first and 10. A minute 53 to go here in the fourth quarter. Here's Gillardi. He's back to pass. That was holding, and it wasn't a call. Throwing downfield and incomplete. Should have been caught. Natty on the defender, on, on defending that play, but a great pass to, uh, from Gallardi, but incomplete all the way down to the one-yard line. Yeah, it was a good throw. Just unable to uh, haul it in was Fitzgerald as uh, Leif Natty there in coverage for Columbia. It's a big stop there. So a minute 47 to go, second and 10 here. Ball at the 35-yard line of Columbia. Here's Gallardi, and he's being pressured, and he's throwing it again deep. And Natty is defending again to Fitzgerald and incomplete down to inside the 10-yard line. Gallardi Gallardi just looking for a prayer there. Well, I mean, he's got one-on-one coverage. Fitzgerald's got the size advantage. He's six foot two. He's got like a foot and a half over over Leif. But unable to come down with the football. He looks winded. I don't know if they'll go back to him here on uh, third and ten for Nolansville. A minute 41 to go here in the game as uh, the Lions are trying to hold the there's Gallardi being pressured in the backfield all the way back backed into midfield and he's Antoine Moore's after him and he makes the throw and did he catch that ball? Incomplete. Incomplete. So it brings up fourth and ten, but a lot of scrambling. Gallardi was was chased all the way back to almost the 40-yard line of his own 40-yard line before he released that ball, just really up, throwing it up for a player. Yep, and this is a big play here. This is the ball game, fourth down and ten. Nolansville from the Columbia 35. they got to convert. they got to get the ball to the 25-yard line to move the sticks. Minute 27 to go. Here's the game. Here's Gallardi looking to throw, and he's blocked hard by Shane Cobb, untouched to the backfield, and that turnover on downs all the way back to the 45-yard line of Columbia is where they'll take over. Actually, they're going to mark it at the 42-yard, 43-yard line. But what a play by Shane Cobb. Came in untouched from the left side of the field. 
from the uh, left side of the offensive line and just nailed Gallardi from the blind side. And that delivers the knockout punch for Columbia. And they're going to come away with a big win over 4A Nolansville here on senior night at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Minute 23. I think all you got to do is take a knee, That's right? That's it. Two knees, and this game is over. Wow. What a great second half by the Columbia Central Lions as they are going to improve to 4-2 and two on this season. Uh, and here's Parker Bush in the victory formation. Takes Finally takes a knee all the way back. That'll hurt the rushing total. <laughs> yeah, he backs up all the way back to the 36-yard line. Is uh, the 30? No, the 38-yard line is where they'll spot it now. Five-yard loss. On yeah. that. Just yeah. so you know, the Nolensville coach was screaming for a timeout. The official went no, and he pointed at the clock. <laughs> yeah, it's not right. The scoreboard is not right. Oh, yeah, okay, good deal, good deal. So clock is counting here, maybe one more play or two more plays down to under 50, 48 one, one seconds more snap. In, Just to, and counting. Yeah, take it. Uh, All the way, the play clock at 10, so that would put it at 32 seconds. Now he can take one down, it's over. And there's the snap, and he takes a knee, Parker Bush takes a knee, and that will do it, folks. As the Columbia Lions, I'll tell you, Clayton, I was really worried about, I've watched uh, Nolansville on film. They look like, and they are a good team, there's no doubt, but we got a good team as well. Yeah, uh, the Columbia did a good job there to come out in the second half and really take control of the football game, uh, you know, and, and did a really good job running the football in the second half, and they stuck with it, and it paid off, and Columbia gets a huge win uh, as they get ready to go on the road next week uh, to Franklin County for a huge region matchup. Uh, nice little drive for us, I know, and uh, for the team. So, uh, but, but, again, you want this momentum going into that game because that's going to be a huge game with huge playoff implications as well. No doubt about it. So the Columbia Central Lions victorious tonight over the Nolansville Knights and uh, winning tonight 28-14. to We'll take a break and come back with more stats from this game from Terry Wilcox and telling you that you're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Once again, here's Lee Maddox. And welcome back to victorious Lindsey Nelson Stadium as the Columbia Central Lions take it to the Nolansville Knights. 28-14 to tonight. A great night for football and a great victory, Clayton, for the Lions over the Nolansville Knights. You know, last year, 28 to nothing that we went up there and, and took that shellacking. We kind of put it to them here in the third quarter when, you know, 7-7 seven to seven at halftime. I right? tell you, it always helps to have a quarterback that can throw the football, and Brady McCandless did that tonight early uh, there in the first half and, and, and even right before half, finding um, – Hildalgo on that deep 46-yard pass that set us up first and goal at the one with under uh, 20 seconds to go in the first half, and Columbia able to punch it in on the very next play uh, to tie the game up 7-7 seven to seven at the half. Uh, they come out in the second half, and it was just all Columbia from there on out, uh, scoring 21 unanswered points. Uh, Nolansville able to get on the board uh, with a little bit over uh, five minutes to go in the ball game. They tried an onside kick, wasn't able to do it. They got the ball back, and they turned it over on downs. And Columbia takes a knee, uh, two knees to win the ball game. 
just really impressed with uh, Columbia being able to control the clock. Uh, it seemed like Nolansville only had about three or four possessions there in the entire second half, and uh, it had to do with the Columbia running game. They ran the ball really well behind that offensive line that we talked about. Getting Lewis back tonight, you got all five of the guys you want up front in different positions than when what they played all year, uh, and it seemed to work really well. So, um, a great job tonight by the Lions. A great win on Senior Night, and uh, those guys are, are, are well deserved, well rewarded. Uh, with great effort uh, tonight on on the gridiron. Terry Wilcox, what about the stats? Um, stats for the game, uh, McCandless wound up 14 for 18 uh, for 149 yards. Uh, Bush come in late. Uh, he only threw twice, completed one of them for four. He mainly was there to hand the ball off uh, to uh, to Mr. Uh, DeAndre Williams. To DeAndre Williams. Uh, and big thing, the pass receiving, the Lions had five different receivers uh, Buckman, uh, 5 for 33. Hoth, 3 for 24. Kennard, 4 for 49. Davis, 3 for 15. And Hidalgo, 4 for 70. So we really spread it around the passing and running. Same thing. Uh, Buckman had 10 brushes for 42 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Biggers, 11 for 63. And that big run up the middle there to score. Uh, and then you had uh, Moore come in for, for two runs uh, with 15 yards, including a touchdown. And Williams was the workhorse late. He rushed seven times for 32 yards. Uh, the Lions on the night had 17 first downs, 10 of them in the second half. Uh, they did wind up with eight uh, penalties. And uh, the second half, they really uh, had, had five of those eight penalties. And they had a couple of uh, three 15-yarders, so they need to uh, tighten that up. Uh, for Nolansville, uh, Gillardi, um, actually, for Gillardi wound up uh, with uh, 25 passes, and he completed 15 of those uh, and for 122 yards. Uh, Receiving-wise, uh, Siling at 4 for 24, Coggin 5 for 64, Price three, 4 for 21, Northcutt 2 for 8, and Fitzgerald 2 for 21, including the one touchdown. Uh, and then for their rushing yards, they actually had, uh, let me get to say, Johnson, who did not play in the second half, uh, seven rushes for 42 yards. Uh, Gallardi wound up uh, eight times uh, attempting to run, getting sacked five times uh, so for minus 18. And then Groves rushed eight times for 26 yards, and he had the other TD. So uh, the defense definitely stepped up. You know, five sacks on the night is awesome. So great, great game, great mixture to the offense. So. Great game, Columbia. Very good. Clayton, yeah. any final words? Uh, just a great win. Uh, you, you got some momentum now going into Franklin County next week, is, uh, which is what you're going to need uh, going on the road for region play. And, um, you know, this is a, a very good win for Columbia against the Nolansville team that came in uh, with a 4-1 and record. And, um, again, just really proud of the seniors and, and what they were able to do here on senior night, uh, a night that they'll always remember. Without a doubt, a great night for the Columbia Lions, and we thank all of you for tuning in to Columbia Central Lions football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network, where your final score is 28-14. to Columbia defeats Nolansville here in Columbia. Tune in next week as the Lions will be right here again on 103.7 WKRM and TriStar Sports Radio at Franklin County. Coming up next, TriStar Friday Night Live with J.P. Plant and Coach Mike as they bring you scores and comments 
from games all across the southern Middle Tennessee region. For Clayton Harris, Terry Wilcox, I'm Lee Maddox saying good night from Lindsey Nelson Stadium. This has been a presentation of the TriStar Sports Radio Network, a front porch radio production. Columbia Central Lions football. The TriStar Sports Radio Network is brought to you in part by Davis Heating and Cooling, Apex Bank, Browns Body Shop, Quickmark Convenience Stores, Olive's Pharmacy, Expert Landscaping, Murray Regional, Jones and Lang, Beck Dental Care, Kubota of Columbia, Right Care Clinics, Game Time, TV's Pizza, Columbia Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep Ram, Sands Fence Company, Tin Pin Alley, Davis Brothers Roofing, The Garbage Man, and by Parks Motor Sales. Thank you.